Comics Podcast, episode four. Four? Yeah, we're on track for this year so far. Volume three. Volume three. Volume season three. three. Season Something like we're calling it volume three. Episode. I was calling it season last year, but now we're calling it volume. So, you know. Yeah, I mix we should it just call it season last year. Season last year. I'm Drew. I'm Don. I'm Scott. And we get together every couple weeks and we talk about comic books, movies, TV shows, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So. One Division. One Division. We'll jump right Are in. Are you caught I'm, up? I'm caught up. I, got, I finally Thank got caught up. Thank God. Last Good. night. I don't know what your problem is. <laughs> it comes out on Friday. Just watch it. It's like a Friday night ritual. I like it to stockpile them. I don't want to just watch one episode. No, it's fun to watch it like a real TV show. I, I really yeah, like this type of stuff where I'm, I'm digging it one it. at a time. Yeah, one at a time. It's nice. Then you kind of get the, oh, wow, you know, or whatever. And then people talking about stuff and whatever else. And well, I read something and some guy was, everybody was complaining about it when it first came out, right? And it's like, I think everybody forgot how to watch a TV show. You know, everybody's used to just binging the whole oh. thing, right? Nobody but understands that, like, you have to wait, like, week to week to see what happens. The same thing was happening with Mandalorian. Oh, I know. So Mandalorian was going week to week. And with, a bunch yeah. of people peeved off about that, too. Yeah, but speaking about that, that Gina, whatever lady. Oh, yeah. Pissed off a bunch They of canceled people. their action figure. God damn it. They did. I did bought they? a bunch of them. I got a whole ton in my basement. No, nice. I <laughs> <laughs> wish. You're a billionaire, but I do you have a couple of them, though. Oh, so they did make some of them. They did make some, yeah. No, oh, but they, oh, they canceled? Now. Yeah, so they, the future they made them. They made they, that's right. So they oh. were supposed to have another batch come out, and Hasbro oh. said, nope, we're canceling that. I thought they canceled before it ever came no, out. No, it so came like out. So a prototype. You have a couple? I do have two of them. You should get... Can I buy one off you? For <laughs> 10 bucks, something like that? How much was it retail? Oh, it was more than that. It was probably like one... I got two versions. The one was like... Mm. Uh, 18 and the other one was like 13 or something. Oh, yeah, 20 bucks. So, Is that cool? You should do like uh, you should tweak it, you know, like a voice <laughs> recorder thingy and stick it to the back and just record like horrible sayings, like racist. And you can make YouTube videos, horrible stuff, and then you can sell it. Meanwhile, in California, you could no. push the button and she would say stuff <laughs> like phrases. Like phrases and All right, done. Thanks. Thanks for that idea. Cool. Okay, WandaVision. So. I love what it. did you think of Quicksilver? I love that. Oh my I love, god! I love. I like that guy better than. Oh yeah, he was a much guy. better Quicksilver. I was, was probably hollering at the TV, and I love He's like, I told you it was Quicksilver. And I was like, no, it's the other guy from the other one. <laughs> and she's like, it is. And and then of course she says, Pedro's been recast. Or something, you know? <laughs> recast Pedro, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, after the episode, I, ex- I ex- said that one. Yeah, so that was like the Quicksilver. See, in, there's a Quicksilver actor in the, you know, in the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Then they made Quicksilver in the X-Men, and that was a different actor because that was owned by Fox. Now Disney owns Fox, so that's yeah. the actor is actually... She's like, yeah, I didn't get any of that. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm guessing a lot of people didn't. She's like, my wife's wife's like, why does it all have to be so connected? I don't know. I don't know. I, it's like a thing, man. That's what people dig if these If you're days. in the comic, I mean, if you're into the, even the movies, you should have got that. Cause, yeah. Uh, I mean... Yeah, but, but my, my wife my, just watches them like once and then well, she never and watches that was the thing. My wife had watched them And all. she doesn't think about them afterwards. It's just like a popcorn right. movie. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. that's fine. And, and that then, was my thing. My wife had seen all those movies, cause it, but for her... The Quicksilver she remembered was the one, one from, from the, Days of Future Avengers. Past and everything. So she's like, I didn't actually realize it was a different actor right. or something, you know. <laughs> the best <laughs> so, part is, weren't they both in Kick-Ass together? Were they both? Both the actors, I think, were Because I know the one guy... Uh, was Kick-Ass. It is, was Kick-Ass. But, but then the other guy, one? I think, was his buddy. In was he? Oh, my Which gosh. One? 
Uh, Both Quicksilvers were in Kick-Ass. Yeah. The, the one in Age of Ultron actually played the, the Kick-Ass character. Did he really? Yes. Yeah. He, he did. really buffed up for that uh, Quicksilver for, yeah. role. And, uh, hmm. But yeah, he played the... He's the same actor that played Kick-Ass in Kick-Ass. It played Quicksilver in Age of Ultron. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, Aaron Tyler Johnson. Huh. Aaron Taylor Johnson. I liked the... Yeah, uh, Evan Peters was in it. Was in Kick-Ass. Like Todd. Todd. His buddy Todd. I liked the um, the costumes. Yeah, that was the really good too. The costume. Yeah. It was great. And then the guy who plays Quicksilver in the new, in the X-Men in WandaVision. That's the same guy who got his butt spanked in The Office. He was like uh, Michael Scott's nephew. Are you guys what Office guys? No. Yeah, I've watched it, but I don't remember that. Okay. Well, remember when his nephew was working for as like a summer intern? Not really. Uh, okay. I'm sorry. It's all right. What new Quicksilver? There is no new. The one from the X-Men who was in WandaVision. That Quicksilver. Oh. That actor. Gotcha. Evan Peters. Sorry. So he was in the office of... Just a couple episodes. Okay. okay. He played Michael Scott's like nephew. Mm. Okay. Cool. 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 Um, Small world. But yeah, I still don't know what the hell's going on in that, that show. Well, it's either... Everybody thinks it's Mephisto, which it probably is. Because it's supposed to tie in maybe with the Doctor, with the Doctor Strange, Strange maybe. Yeah. Someone thought Drama Mew, but he was already in the Doctor Strange movie, so That's I doubt they would bring it back. And I Nightmare? Was... I don't know who the hell that is. Oh, yeah, it could be Nightmare. He's another mystical kind of entity. I wasn't trying to think to tie it in, but I know one of the commercials was, um, what's his name? Baron? Or, um, oh, Strucker or whatever. Strucker. Yeah. But he wouldn't be able to maybe be behind. I was thinking maybe it was Strucker. But yeah, like Hydra or something. Hydra. Yeah, yeah, I could see that too. I think that was a false lead or red that, herring. That commercial in the last one where the shark gives him the thing and he just dies on the weird. island. I was that was like, weird. The? I know. It, and it's so Brandy funny. said the same thing. Because I was watching it late last night. And Barbara came downstairs because she came down to get something or whatever. She was like kind of half asleep. And so she's just, she gets in like halfway through episode six. Like she has no idea what the fuck's going on. <laughs> and I'm sitting here watching it. And like I'm kind of keeping an eye on her, like out of the corner of my eye, just seeing how she's reacting to like that show. You know what I mean? Because they go into the show and then shit's going on and then they flash out to the outside. Yeah. And I'm just like, just wondering how she's like reacting to to it, just walking into episode six, like in the middle of it. It was funny. She didn't say anything. She just kind of sat there, and then she's like, "I'm going to bed." I'm like, "All right." And like, well, five see, minutes left. I remember reading West Coast Avengers when the Scarlet Witch had the twins, and they were captured, and then she went crazy, and Vision got all taken apart, and she kind of lost her shit and all that stuff, and. Then there was the No More Mutants. I'd like, but I didn't remember all of it together. So I went to Wikipedia and like read the whole like history of the Scarlet Witch to try and kind of refresh my memory. Because mm-hmm. I mean, I lived through that stuff, but yeah, I just don't remember it. And then I guess I'd kind of forgotten until they started doing it in the with the Halloween episode. Like, well, the the kids are actually characters. Like one of them is Wiccan, right? Isn't one of them? Yeah, is it Wiccan? One of her sons, and I then think so. the other one is somebody else in the. Young Avengers. And maybe in the Young Avengers Avengers or some other team or something. Which they always said that they they thought that that Disney or whatever was trying to set up the Young Avengers with uh, the fact of having, what, Iron Man's daughter Uh, and and, uh, trying to set up maybe the Kate Bishop storyline and some other type of things. 
that, you know, depending on what happens with these two, they seem to age at all sorts of weird type of stuff. So who the heck knows about the, about these two. But. but I don't remember, like, you know, the twins got captured by that one guy who, like, you, who, like, absorbed into, like, his chest with the star. Do you remember that at all? I never read that stuff. Oh, and he was, like, the twins were, like, on his arms or something. No, none of that. The only thing I remember... I don't remember how they ever got out of that, because they pretty much disappeared, I thought. I don't know how they came back. The only thing I remember is, like, the old, old series where they were married. The old, yeah, old... Yeah, yeah, the Avengers, it, the 12-issue Avengers and Scarlet And then it Witch. turned out that they were all figments of her imagination. The kids were, or whatever, weren't they? Yeah, at some point they figured that out, too. That's the only thing I remember. I don't remember reading any of that. You must. You didn't West read Coast. West Coast. I didn't read it because that was was that the John Byrne like the fifties and sixties. Yeah, some of that was. Some of it was the early stuff, like uh, the early issues. Of well, I read Coast some of the movies. early stuff. I probably read up to like twenty. You might have read some of it, but I don't know how it all. Like it all in my mind, it's all just all one big mess. Like I don't remember the order of it. The order, right. yeah. Certain key. So, I don't know. I just, there was a guy at work, and he was like. He's watching it, and he hated it at the beginning, too. And then he's like, oh, man, did you watch four? And it was right after we had that podcast, and you guys asked, and I said, no, I haven't watched it. And he's like, have you watched four? And I'm like, no. <coughs> and he's like, oh, it's really good now. He's like, now it's <laughs> starting to make sense, and now blah, blah, blah. Well, it opened up more. I liked the first three episodes. I did, too. I did, too, but not, not a lot of people did. But... Yeah. Um, Anyway, he was talking the other day. He's like, I think this is going to be the way they open up the multiverse. And I'm like, Multiverse? Like, I don't. There is no multiverse. I don't get that. Like, I don't see that. But. No, I don't either. I hope there is no multiverse. Multiverse is already opened up the multiverse with Spider-Verse. Well, yeah. And Captain America's weird ass weird shit that they're doing. I've seen 55,900. Oh, did you see the trailer for uh, Falcon and uh, Winter, Winter Soldier? Soldier? That looks good. It I looks amusing. It. it looks like a lethal weapon or something. Yeah, it looks like a whole like huge action movie. <laughs> I've been type looking thing. forward to that anyway. When's it yeah. come out? Uh, soon, like March, I think. Okay. Yeah, it's March. I'm almost getting the feeling like it's like right after one. Yeah, Disney, Disney's fire on all cylinders with Disney Plus. Like now that WandaVision is going, they had Mandalorian season yeah. two, yeah. and that went right into WandaVision. That's going to go right into Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. I'm like, oh my god! And dude. then they may follow up right with Loki right after that, depending yeah. on how things are. Fair. So they may be like you said. Yeah, I mean, I think they're just going to own Friday nights going forward at this point. You know, maybe oh, they're just going to have a show every Friday is... night. I mean. That's a good idea. Yeah, you're right. They very well might might get their stuff together there. That same guy at work got me all excited though, because he's like, "Yeah, it was yesterday, maybe or Tuesday, or yesterday was Tuesday. Yesterday, he's like, he's like, oh, the Snyder Cut comes out on HBO Max oh, today, God. and I'm like, I start looking it up, I'm like, dude, no, it's March 18th or whatever, <laughs> and he's like, oh, and so I went and watched the trailer. It made I, no sense to me. I actually, I'm like. That looks like it might be a good movie. Like they're gonna trick me, because yeah. it, it looks yeah, but it's like four hours long. Yeah, I'm I know. Sit but it, there, it looked I guess decent. Like, and then I'm gonna played, watch it, but are you? And then they yeah, sure. You guys can tell me how. I and they threw the Joker in at some point. Yeah, the Joker's in the very end. I'm like of the huh? trailer. Yeah. yeah, I'm like I don't know, but it looked. I don't know. It looked like it. But I mean, you could cut the existing Justice League movie, the one that. Snyder and Whedon did, and you can make it look good in a trailer. Right, I mean, that's not hard to do. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> but it was like I was like, so I saw the Justice League movie once. You know what? Four years ago, or whatever it was. I didn't even watch the extended cut either. I didn't either. And so, but then I'm watching the trailer. I'm like, 
It kind of looks familiar. Like okay. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really remember that. much about the movie, so it's almost like I'm watching a trailer for a movie I sort of saw. I yeah. started, I started I rewatching it like not too long ago. Like I can't tell you how much of the trailer is like new footage and how much is old footage. Right, I, no, I, I have no freaking idea, man. But I think damn near the trailer, the majority of it was new footage. Was it? Well, that's yeah. why it looked familiar. But I'll probably watch it. So, but they didn't shoot anything new for it, right? The Snyder cut. I have no idea. You guys are the movie guys. I just watch trailers. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I thought maybe they tried to bring some people back for some new shots or something, but maybe not. Maybe it was everything that he already had. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't either. Not sure. Speaking of Whedon, he's back in trouble. Oh, I I saw. Oh my gosh, gosh. his career's over. I don't know if it's necessarily (laughs) over, but I I definitely don't think. (laughs) I mean, unfortunately. Well, pretty well, much. Well, now, like, the Buffy cast are all you know, coming out complaining about how he treated everybody on the set of that yeah, show. Yeah. God. You know, going it's back just weird on how some of this stuff yeah. has. 30 years. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's just interesting how all that stuff fell apart because, you know, it started with the one guy, what, Cyborg or whatever, yeah, Ray DC, Fisher. that was complaining that the set was crap. And then, you know... His wife had complained, his ex-wife, I guess I should say, complained after she divorced him, like, in 2017, but that really didn't carry any legs for whatever reason. And then, all of a sudden, you know, uh, Charisma Carpenter came out, and then, like, all the rest of the Buffy folks came out and said, yeah. It was kind of a toxic work environment. I remember what happened to Charisma. That was bad stuff. Yeah, it was like, everybody was kind of like, whatever. (laughs) But, uh, and that they had rules on set that's, this one particular person wasn't to be alone with Joss and, <laughs> and other things. So it was kind of like, wow, okay. So it just sounds like he was not exactly a, a good person to work with, you know, mm-hmm. types of things. Now, what it was, and who knows, especially for a thing like Buffy where it was, like you said, what, 25 years ago, 20, 25 years ago, where, you know, in that case, Things were different. Certain things were a little bit more accepted. You know, they shouldn't have been, but they probably were and maybe expected in that type of workplace. You know, now, does that give him an excuse? Absolutely none. And that may be why they're going, yeah, come to think of it now, you know, the way things are ran, that was not very good at all. You know, (laughs) but, you know. And that's the thing, too. Like, you were saying it, and I'm like, well, it was 30 years ago. But then it's like, well, you know, I... I don't know. It's weird. It's like, well, we shouldn't just brush it under and say, oh, well, it was 30 years ago, so it shouldn't matter. But I don't know. Do you want to? It's weird. This whole everything for the last two or three years or whatever, you know, ever since it's blown up. It's like, well, do you do you destroy somebody's career for something they did 30 years ago? You know, mm-hmm. I, I guess if it's, I guess if it's bad enough. Yeah. But I mean, like some of these guys. Well, were I think it's like, coming up now because he's. This Ray Fisher, who's on Justice League movie with Joss Whedon, is saying Joss was a total dickhead. You right. know what I mean? And so and everybody else now is piling in, going, "Oh like, yeah, you don't know what happened." He's always been a dickhead. Yeah, he's, he's always has. If he's just so. a dickhead and he's like yelling at people, and I mean, it does sound like he's more on that bullying type of thing. But it also does sound like he does take advantage of <laughs> young, well. impressible, right? Now, see, people, I, I guess whether it's right or wrong in my mind, people, like go. in my mind, like I guess it's okay. It it's more acceptable to be just a dick on the yeah. set than it is to, to be taking advantage to be taking advantage of yeah. people but still it's like well but I mean, then again if he's creating a to- toxic work environment for whatever whether it's sexual harassment or not i mean it's still not really accepted no it shouldn't I mean, be at all right. you know it's just <laughs> the thing that i i find it sucks because this is a guy that i tended to 
look out for, you know, yeah. what was What's, he creating and whatever right. else, because I felt like he had a, a cool voice, you know, and whatever else. Never. And now you hear this type of stuff, and it's just like, it just boils the blood, you know, thinking that yeah. this... Never meet your heroes, Scott. So, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> Everybody's so, an so, asshole. So they Which, pretty much are. Speaking of, I just was thinking, so was there, because like on that last episode, six of WandaVision, they mentioned Ellis Avenue and then they showed it. Yeah. Was there like a key? Is that Warren, Is that like a nod to Warren Ellis? No, Was there like so. a key no. uh, Avengers thing that he did or something? No, I don't think it's Ellis something else. I don't think it has anything to do with war. Because I was like, why would they? I can't Ellis imagine they would do of, that. Anyway, I know, right? He's in some deep water. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Well. He's like in hot water. But, and I saw Ellis and I was like, is that Warren Ellis? Did he so what do? the hell is up with Agnes? I'm totally confused on her now. I thought she was like the what? evil bad or whatever. What Agnes? No, she's a good person. You think she's a good person? Agatha Harkness is good. And is Agnes she? Is good. Is she? Agatha Harkness is kind of like uh, Scarlet Witch's mentor. Like she's kind of okay. like the lady who taught her how to. Agatha. They're thinking that Agnes in the WandaVision is somehow a amalgamation of Agatha Harkness. Who's, which one's Agnes? The Agnes, neighbor. Yeah, is the neighbor. The one that was stuck in the car. Stuck yeah, in the yeah. car, wearing okay. the witch outfit, yeah. you know, type thing. Which they're more, even more a witch, you know. But she didn't seem to know what was going on or whatever else. Like other characters, even though she seemed to be just fine in the episode before where, you know, all sorts of loopy shit was going on and she's just like, yeah, this is fun, you know, so. She was in her mind control at that point. I don't know. I like that, uh, the scientist lady or whatever. Yeah. They tied her, they handcuffed her to the buffer and that wall's coming and they all leave. She's like, really? (laughs) (laughs) You're just going to leave me, dick? (laughs) So we get to see what she changes into next episode. Well, no, it stopped right before her. Did it? it? I thought it did. No, maybe it did suck her in. I thought thought she got hit, yeah. Yeah. That's funny, though. Like, really? Yeah, I'll be looking forward to it. I do agree with you, though. I'm I'm enjoying this. It's only going... Is it eight or ten? How many is it? Nine. It's nine. nine. Okay. It's right. And I heard now. the last two episodes are like an hour apiece. Or hour are long. they? Okay. I've kind of been enjoying the 30 minutes or less than 30 minutes. Yeah. But they're... Oh, they go fast. Yeah. But, you know, oh, more is better. More is fine. I'm not going to yeah. complain about it. Yeah. It's just nice to sit down and... Well, like I said, I mean, I watched... I watched the first three together... And then I watch four, five, and six pretty much together. So See, I'll for, just wait and do seven, eight, nine. Together. I'm kind of like Drew here, you know. It's kind of <laughs> like the Friday night routine now, you know. After the, getting done with work and whatnot, you know, yeah, we'll well, after dinner we, we always watch TV and, at and night, and watch so that. we all just so watch that together. I don't yeah. know. It's been so long since I've watched anything live, which I know it's not live. Yeah, cause it downloads, but I mean, sure, it's sure. not like. Um, we're so like we have Hulu and stuff, and I mean, most of the time you can't. I'm trained now that I don't watch anything until like a day after it comes sure. out because it doesn't come on to Hulu until <laughs> a day later. Yeah, so yeah, we're always yeah. like, we'll sit down on Tuesday and go, well, what was on last night? And yeah. we'll watch the couple shows that sure. are on Monday yeah, and then right, Tuesday yeah. we'll do that. And so, I mean, it's like, uh, it's kind of like it doesn't... I really don't watch early anything when I get to besides it. whatever the hell is coming up here on the there's, Plus stuff. So. There's a few that we... Well, we started that new Clarice. The first oh, episode came that, out. Yeah. It's okay. And then there's a few shows that we watch here and there. Not a lot, but, sure. you know, just enough to sit down and watch like an hour or two, maybe a night or whatever. Is that all the comics you brought, though? This is all I brought. Oh, yeah. nice. I, most of the stuff I read was crap. Well, that's good. 
for Valentine's Day, we watched, what was it, that All the Boys or whatever the hell show us on Netflix. Is that the one where she goes back? Oh, yeah, we watched the first two. Right? We all watched her the boy, third one. Her, all her high school boyfriends. Where she would write, like, these notes, you know, type and things it, to get her thoughts out. My there. wife watched you know, one of those, and well, I was kind of there. The first one was kind I found... We watched the first two. We haven't watched the third. But the first one I thought was actually pretty funny just because of the fact that it, it felt like a John Hughes yeah, movie. Like a good you know, very, that's right. A rom-com <laughs> type of thing. Yeah. It almost nostalgia feel, you sure. know, type thing. So I, I thought it was pretty funny, at least as those rom-coms type of things go. It had some it, <laughs> some amusing moments, you know, and things and some Did, different spiels of it. I don't know which one it was. Uh, she watched the one, or I watched, and she watched the one where they went to the trip to New York City, and she oh, was trying to yeah, get into college. And, yeah. That must be the third one. I haven't watched that's that one Is that one. the third one? Yeah, it's the third okay. one. Okay. And I haven't watched that I, one. Don't spoil it. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. <laughs> you can spoil well, the shit out. No, like I was so. down there, like, in the middle of it, so I, wa I was, like, doing stuff while it was on like half paying attention and then like I left and then I came back and it was over and she's like she goes well do you want to sit down I guess she watched them out of order maybe I don't know she's like do you want to watch the other ones you already watched one of them like, I didn't really watch it and she's like I said I watched it up to this point I go let me tell you what happened I'm like this this and this happened right and she's like yeah <laughs> like okay well that's, that's why I liked the first one I liked it much better than the second one but the first one it's got a very you know i don't i think 80s feel i mean it's just the typical yeah. type of thing two people get together that don't really want to be together to make others either jealous or avoid that thing and oh what's going to happen oh they fall for each other but it's in the high school setting and, right you know it's pretty good i still like high school dialogue, for some reason i know? don't that's the thing You're i don't them? like i'm over them and i wonder if like i, I know that like if breakfast club came out like this year, like you when I was, like it? I I probably would. It wouldn't be like the movie that I like, you know. But well, yeah, that that's the same sense. thing. I mean, you know, there's a ton of all some of it. I I would agree play. that Breakfast Club, to me personally, has not held up, maybe as well, um, you know, type of thing. But I still find that Ferris Bueller Day Off is fucking funny. Yeah, I mean, we went over. <laughs> geez, we we went over so to um, our in law or. Uh, Barbara's brother, my brother-in-law, sister-in-law's house, to watch the Super Bowl. And uh, they have a son and a daughter. And their daughter, their, it, their names are Will and Grace. And they, the kids were downstairs, and they were yelling, Grace! <laughs> Every time they did it, I just cracked up, because I think of Ferris Bueller <laughs> with the principal. Grace! <laughs> yell, and I'd laugh, and I'd giggle. <laughs> And finally, my sister, what are you, I'm like, it's Ferris Bueller, man. Your house is Ferris Bueller. I wouldn't be able to live here. <laughs> Just kill me. <laughs> I don't know. It's better. It's, uh, I love that. I love Ferris Bueller. I do, too. And I still it's like cool. it. You know, I mean, I watched it. Like, I like the new high school music. M movies, yeah. you know. I, I don't. I, just, I don't. Some of them do. It's it. it's hit or like, miss, but I mean, they're, they're light. They're that's right. Light. Like American Pie, like I into that, and like the what was it? The Ten Things I Hate About You with like yeah, he's like that was okay. Yeah. Mean Girls is a great movie. Mean Girls yeah. is a good movie. Like that's excellent. Yeah. I mean, not all of them are good. Like Easy A, I thought was a little cut above. I thought that was pretty good. I don't know what that is. I never saw Easy A. I thought the first Pitch Perfect was fucking hilarious. I yeah, did the first too. Pitch Perfect was. Pretty but I mean, I guess that's not really high school. That's more college. Yeah, more college. What about Easy A? Did you like Easy A? I did enjoy Easy A. Okay, yeah. see? We watched um, New Jack City and The Crow. Sorry? 
<laughs> edge of 17. <laughs> yes, is that what it is? Oh, I like the Edge of 17. That one's good too. Yes. That was more of a drama though. I don't call it. Was it? Oh. Okay. Yeah. That's the one I'm thinking of. Isn't it yeah. a little more serious? Is that the one with Woody Harrelson? He's like, the, yes. and the girl's kind of yeah. dramatic. Kinda. Yep, yeah. I watched The Shining. After it's we excellent, about right? It. I'm not all the way done with it. I got like I got like 45 minutes left. But okay, so like I was like that bar scene where he's mm-hmm. the first one where he's down there with the bartender yeah. where he's going uh-huh. and he's and he's got his hair. I'm like, dude, this is the fucking Joker. Like he's playing the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> he is seriously like watch it again and it's like because that movie was made like in 1980, I think. Yeah. Joker and then 1989 was Batman. Yeah. Was that when the like, first Batman came out? Yeah, yeah 89. 89. And then I'm like, so I like did a bunch of Google. Like, he was he was like 43 or 44 when he made Shiny. Yeah. He had to be like in his early 50s when he made Batman or whatever. Sure. But, dude, he acts like the Joker. Like, they must have cast him from for the Joker from, <laughs> from, from the Shiny. Because, I mean, I he's totally like the Joker. It's he's that character. Just got that if you, creepy. Well, yeah. I know, but, I mean, the way he... The way he Smiles and turns, and yeah. mannerisms and looks, and his yeah. hair's all fucked up. Well, that's how he acts crazy. No, I know. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. So I'm like, I'm watching the prequel to Batman, <laughs> watching The Shiny. <laughs> Could be, but, but yeah, it's 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 a good movie. I, I, I was you had a like four star general from Guantanamo Bay or something. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know, man. You, you watch that scene again, just right. that scene, and think of the Joker. I mean, it's like perfect. So I watched New Jack City probably 15 years ago, and it didn't hold up as... I didn't like it as much as... It didn't hold up as good. I mean, it... I really liked it when it first came out. The The music is the best part of that. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like the soundtrack. Oh, it's got everybody. Oh, okay. Like, it's a ton. Ice T has a song on there. Like, of course he does. Salt and Pepper. I mean, it's all. And the whole movie is just cameos for all the, the song people. Because oh. like, Boys the Men are in it. Yeah. And then like, Keith Sweat's in it. Like, they're all. Just, it's all just a freaking music video. Is what it is with like Sweet. guns and stuff. But it's hilarious though, because like they're. They're gangsters, right? And all they do is watch Scarface. <laughs> like, they just uh, totally the watch, Scarface yeah, watch Scarface all the time. All they're the watching time. Scarface. It's been a long <laughs> time since I've seen New Jack City. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time. Cool. All right, sorry. Uh, let's do some comics. Yeah. Right. Got lots to talk about. Do you? I don't know, sure. I've got a lot of stuff that he's got a lot of stuff to talk about. Probably could talk about. Man, not a lot. A couple. Dude, are you are you reading Die Die Die? Yeah. Why not? You like that, don't you? It's so good. It's Robert Kirkman. It doesn't come out yeah. very consistently. It's Burnham on artwork. Because you've talked about this one before. It doesn't and come you out really very consistently. It. Well, the first six came out, and then uh, yeah. the next art came out like together, but I think they're kind of on a hiatus now. But yeah. You would... I think you'd both love it. Probably buy the trade at some point, if it ever... Is it going to finish? I don't know. Like, is it like... What is the status? Is it ongoing? I, no, I don't think there's anything coming out now. But these, I mean, usually Kirkman's all about. Well, here you like, go. Like You're talking seven, about it. Seven through thirteen so, came out right. this Boom. last die, year. Die, die, die. Seven through thirteen. Yeah. Okay. They came out during the. Pandemic. Is it done? Damn it! No, there's another. They talk like it's going to come back out. Like hey, look, it looks it like a end. Cara Dune down there or something. It, it so, ended <laughs> like they could have ended it. Like it could have tied up a story, like anything, like any story arc. It's probably but so. Die, 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 die is. I don't know if I can go into the whole. 
like the whole story. But this arc here, so there were like four brothers. They were like identical brothers or whatever, and then they got tied up like in a spy ring or something. So there's like this, there's like this, um, this woman and this man on this. They're like part of like a secret government cabal, and obviously they're playing, they're playing against each other, like. The guy's, like, in control, and the woman's, like, trying to get him kicked out because he's, like, been in power forever, so he's, like, all corrupted and evil and stuff. And she wants to take over this this um, organization or whatever to do good, you know what I mean, and get rid of this guy. Yeah. And, <clears throat> I mean, it's just crazy. Like, there's a scene when they fight, like, in this issue. Like, he's at her house waiting for her. I think it's this one. Oh, look at yeah. that. And they get into a fight, and she's like, she just fucking nut punches him, like, straight in the groin, and then she just kicks the, kicks the living shit out of him. And, I mean, he's sitting there, like, bleeding out of his crotch. He's, like, bent over. And then he sits up, and they have, like, a conversation. And I'm like, dude, if you're in that much pain, and you're, like, bleeding from your crotch because you just got kicked in it, like, for ten minutes... Like, why would you talk about your master evil plan? Wouldn't you, like, be crying to go to a hospital or whatever? No, you know? he's an evil dude. But, uh, so then, he, she ends up, they end up getting rid of her, him. And she does take over this organization. And so she's got, like, all these, there's, like, six or seven senators or whatever. Kind of surprised they even have this on, like, a cover. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, I was reading the, like, the back matter, the letters pages. That's Chris Burnham. Like, Chris Burnham drew himself getting his head cut in half, like, on the cover. Like, the dude getting his head, that's Chris Burnham. Mm. Like, he drew himself. But, uh, so there's a lot of blood. It's over the top. There's a lot of blood. There's a lot of blood. I mean, it's, like, kind of, like, invincible. I mean, I think you guys would be... You know, or I mean, kick-ass. Like, kind of it's yeah. Hit Girl. No, it <laughs> like, seem five very, years younger. It didn't seem very over the top to me. It is I'm very not over the top to that. Well, also, it's... Kirkman's got a writing partner. I'm not always a fan of Kirkman when he's got a writing Gimple. partner. Yeah. Well, that's the dude from The Walking Dead, right? I don't know, he's the producer of The Walking Dead. But, um, but yeah, and so there's still, like, there's these brothers. There's lots of twists and turns. I mean, there's lots of, like, oh, crap moments. Like, oh, this guy yeah. came back, or this happened, or I didn't see this coming. There's one of the funny things. So, like, this lady takes over, and she's got, like, I don't know, like, six senators or whatever that are on her. And she's like, okay. She's like, we're doing... We're doing everything. We're getting rid of major problems. She's like, you spitball me. Bring me ideas. <laughs> I think it was one, it was a guy or whatever, and he comes up, or a late, one of the people, and they go, yeah, I don't know if we really want to do this, but uh, one of the drug companies or the government, they were like, they came up with this idea that, uh, or this drug or whatever, that if you take it, like, a dude gets pregnant. Like, when he has sex, like, he gets pregnant, and they call him dick babies. <laughs> They're like dick babies. So the dude comes to her with this and he's like, she's like, yeah, we'll do it. And so it's basically like all these, these guys start getting pregnant and they're like, boom, abortion is legal. <laughs> like abortion is legal. A body is a person's choice. Like they flip on a dime, you know, and it's like all this stuff. And it like does like healthcare. I mean, it gets a little political, but I don't know. I, I really think you guys, I think Scott, I think Scott would dig it. I don't know if you would dig <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know but, if I would dig it. But it's good. I love it. And it the almost Chris reminds Burnham, me of the boys, though. Or the Chris Burnham artwork. It's that over the top kind yeah. of crazy. The Burnham artwork's 
insane. It does yeah, appear to be. It looks so good. Yeah. But, but, uh, Is he coming to AirCat? I don't know. I hope. I'm going to try. Are you trying, huh? Well, He's in I Kansas City now. I know. I Is he really? Yeah, huh. I need to contact him. Is he with the rest of the crew? Kind of, sort of, yeah. Oh, you've got an in. Maybe. Yeah, but uh, anyway, I, I really like Die, Die, Die. I, I think it's a great book, but, uh, you know, I'm, I like that kind of over-the-top, sick, twisted kind of stuff. Yeah. To a point. Like you. <laughs> you should reach out to Smallwood again, too. Yeah, I know. Because he's kind of back in... I mean, he took kind of hiatus from, like, Instagram, right. and now he's kind of back. He said um, he's kind of got the handle on being a dad now. He's oh, really? Got a routine. And Which, I'll talk about this said, later, but... Yeah. You want to? Well, no, I no, don't want to... And he's got anything. a couple projects he's I only read, like, ruin. two things. Well, I, one just, of it was I caught up on Saturday Adventures, and that's reading. the annual. Greg Smallwood. That kind of um, looks like Greg Smallwood. Greg Smallwood drew the annual. Yeah. I mean, the I'm, entire thing? Yeah. Not just the cover here? Yeah, no, he did all the interior on it. Oh, wow. And I only I just brought it because I knew that you're a big Smallwood fan. And I didn't get that to, for some reason. I if you wanted to it. flip through it or whatever, I mean, I'm not going to talk about it. You didn't get it? Was there something wrong with you? I think I missed it. <laughs> like, oh, I my gosh. I buy Smallwood stuff. Yeah. The artwork's really cool in it. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's Smallwood. I like this stuff. Did you Dude, buy his Doctor Strange? Like, yeah, that one shot he did? Yeah. Yeah, about did that. That's why I say I usually buy his little one-off stuff. But I missed this one somehow. Yeah, it was a cool little story. The art, neat. I mean, it's just the Savage Avengers. Yeah, and Conan. Yeah, dude, I'm. I got caught up on it. I brought a couple other books. So like, I wanted to bring this, the Zero, just because I don't. You know, I don't read solicits. I just buy stuff. Sure. And uh, here, open this up. <laughs> it's more smaller. When did it come? Yeah, it's the reprint. Yeah, it reprinted the Cool Hand Gap for 190 that? and 191. With like four pages of. Uh, because Smallwood. right now. <laughs> yeah, because right now. Because he wanted everything season. of Smallwood. <laughs> because right now they're doing a Cool Hand Gap storyline. Yeah, so they reprinted through. that. So they reprinted that S to zero, and I'm like, I'll buy this. How much did you pay for that? It was like five or six bucks. It looks <laughs> like it's $5 down here. And those. Those issues, oh my god! What you talk about words? Oh, like, oh my 90s? god! It's Chris Claremont. It's Chris Claremont. Yeah, 90s. That's eighties. I'm dude. like or eighties. Yeah, I was just like, holy crap! Like I used to it's read like this. Eighty six, eighty seven. That storyline, that's like fourteen issues in Savage Avengers, and Chris Claremont did it in like two issues. Yeah, because he added all those words. He added all those words. Like, holy crap that's what they're talking about decompressed storytelling see I don't really mind decompressed storytelling because it's more art less words I know, but you're paying way more money for it because like, you, you paid because <laughs> you paid whatever three bucks yeah, for two issues you. and now you. I'm paying four dollars for twelve issues for yeah, a storyline it's a much more enjoyable experience so. <laughs> I know it is dense. Chris Claremont is so dense. It's like those old Art Adams annuals. Look at you know? that shit. No, I mean, there, there's more freaking word bubble type yeah, things than there is pictures. Well, it's, I, it's, it's like those old Art Adams uh, X-Men annuals. You know, Art Adams was like, yeah, it's like 64 pages, but it's more like 100 pages worth of story. So I got to like cram everything. Right? All these tiny panels. I and know. He's, like cram everything in. I'm like. I know. It's a yeah, totally dude. different experience reading. Yeah, it really is. Reading yeah, those. It takes so, you an hour to read an issue instead of 10 minutes. It's so <laughs> compressed. It's so compressed. It's like, 
Because, yeah. I mean, you know, like, I'm reading, I started, I didn't bring any of it, but I, I started to read, I'm reading the X of Swords now. Mm-hmm. And I didn't buy them all. I only bought the issues that I bought. So, like, out of 22 issues, I have, like, maybe eight of them. Yeah. And I'm, like, halfway through it. It's going okay. But that seems like a series that's more like, uh, you know how, like, Acts of Vengeance or, like, they, they mm-hmm. do all those crossovers and yeah. they have millions of tie-ins and it yeah. was, like, one panel? Yeah. I think that book, I think those 22 issues are probably all pretty important. You oh, know really? Because I, mean? I thought Hickman said you didn't have to buy them all. Well, I mean... I don't know. I don't Maybe know. Not. It seems that way. Cool. But, uh, anyway, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I'm sitting there reading through and I pull that out and I'm like... What the shit is this? I was like, holy crap, I just paid five dollars for, for stuff two comics have. that I already have. I was like, damn it. For a smallwood cover and four pages. <laughs> four pages of smallwood art. Woo-woo. Yeah, <laughs> but come on, look at some of that smallwood art there. Oh yeah, no, I'm not complaining. Holy well, cow. I mean I am complaining. You are complaining, but it's yeah. it's still pretty cool. But yeah, that is kind Always of Always read your solicits. I guess so. Scott. <laughs> No, I never read your solicitation. And then I brought, so I brought seventeen. I guess I. I think there was more pages though than. But I read seventeen because, uh, and this is kind of funny because it it does have, uh, it's got Conan in it. It's got um, Punishers in some of it. It's got um, Doctor Strange. So funny story. You know, I read a lot of my Marvel stuff on the Marvel Unlimited app, right? Or all my Marvel stuff on the Marvel app. <laughs> well, apparently they have the rights to Conan, but they didn't really work out how the digital. St- so none of the Conan stuff is on the the new stuff and the old stuff, or none of the, either the old or the okay. new stuff is on the Marvel Unlimited app because they have the rights to Conan, but they didn't figure out how to do the digital or whatever, or how to compensate the Conan estate. Look, you know what's whatever. better than Conan fighting so, Deadpool? I'm like, okay, so I can't read the new Conan comics. Well, guess what else falls under that umbrella? Savage Avengers, not oh, on the Marvel Unlimited app because Conan. Conan's in it. So like, none of the Savage Avengers stuff <coughs> is on the Marvel Unlimited app. Well, I'm, you should sue them or something. I don't know. I mean, I'm up to like issue 17. <laughs> I'm I'm digging Savage Avengers. It's kind of cool. It's got like Elektra's in it, Doctor Strange's in it, Conan. Deadpool's in it. Well, only this issue, so Conan, like, gets thrown into, and Wolverine's in it sometimes, but Conan gets nabbed by, like, the local police or whatever and gets just thrown in the tank. So it's birthright? Yes. And and Deadpool's in there. So he starts talking to him, and he, like, Deadpool gets punched or whatever, like, his face goes around, and he heals, and Conan's like... What devil's he's sort like, of witchcraft is this? You're like that Wolverine guy. And he's like, yeah, I am, except my my healing power is like a thousand times that or whatever, you know? And he's like, oh, really? He's like, all right. He picks him up and he shoves him through the fucking bars, like busts him and he's pushing him through and he throws him out to get the keys. And Deadpool's like laying there in a club, like broken up. Because Conan shoved him through and I'm like... Wow, I've never seen anybody use Deadpool in that in that way. That's kind of interesting. So that's the only reason I brought that was just to talk about that. that Conan shoved Deadpool through. The well, Conan bar. isn't super strong. He's just a dude, right? Well, yeah, but I mean, he's but buff. he's overpowered in the Marvel universe. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he's kind of like Hercules. Funny, he just shoves him. He's like, "Well, you'll be fine. You can heal." <laughs> I wonder how much. You know, I wonder how hard it is to get that uh, what if Conan, Thor, whatever, what if issue. 
Oh, I think I might have it. I used to have it. I think I got rid of it. But I can tell you. you it's know. probably, with all the rights and stuff, It's those are the comics that people should be collecting, those ones that like the rights are tied up in or yeah, whatever. right. Because those are the ones that are going to be worth money because they can't reprint them and they can't, you know. Which, they're doing a What If TV series, right? Do you know there's like a Marvel team-up issue that has like Saturday Night Live cast in it? Mm, I think I've heard of that, yeah. But, but that's another one that will never be reprinted because right. they don't have the rights or whatever. So, um, aren't they doing like a, a what if TV show? Yeah, they are. Yeah. Is it gonna be a cartoon? That's is what that I animated? understood. Oh, it, it was is? supposed to be animated. Yeah. That was live action. Uh, from what I understood, it was supposed to be animated. Well, bullcrapy. Do you know what number that is? But yet, voiced it's like in the 30, by it's like thirty nine, the same character maybe type forty. Thing, so. Yeah, I have it. What if Thor battled Conan? Yeah. Yeah, number 39. It's in my collection. Man, I'm pretty good. 39. Nice. All right, I'm done for a while. I've taken up a lot of our right. time. Do you want to go, Sky? You want me to go? Go ahead. I read the new Chew. I'm curious about this. Yeah, I haven't gotten to that yet. So I wasn't like on the fence of this because I really felt like Chew was done, right? Like, right. But I like... Uh, John Lehman, I like Chew quite a bit. I mean, it's not Rob Gillery or whatever. Right, that's... I bought But him. this guy draws a lot like Rob Gillery. Does he? Yeah, he's got the same kind of cartoony style. So, I wasn't sure what this is. I just bought it kind of because it's Chew or whatever. I didn't really read the solicits or read too much about it. I knew it was about his sister, Chew, yeah. you know. Um. So anyway, this is about his sister. Tony Chew? What's that? Tony Chew? Tony <laughs> Chew's sister. <laughs> But I don't even remember her name. Her name was Tony. Is her name? Was yeah, I Tony. think her name is. Tony. Yes, yeah. that's why I was saying that. Oh, okay, yeah, Tony <laughs> Chew, dude, I read it. I still didn't. Tony know. with an I, I guess. Correct. Tony with an I. Both but anyway, of us haven't read it. So this it. this is set like before Chew, so it's like a prequel, right? Oh, okay. So his sister is like a criminal, so she's kind of like with some shady people, and she pulls jobs, and it starts out with her and her crew. That's what's shown on the top there. Her and her crew are like pulling a job, and. Of course, the job goes bad. Of course, Tony gets called. Tony, the cop, too, gets called to, like, investigate. And, you know, it's just at the beginning of, like, the chicken uh, is starting to make people sick or whatever, you know. And they haven't formed, like, the new FDA, whatever. The bird flu. It's just, the bird flu is just starting to make people sick or whatever. And then she, she bit, I don't know, not to spoil it, but... uh Basically, Tony is kind of on the case, and, you know, blah, 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 and there's a confrontation. Um, and then at the end, it, like, goes forward, like, three years, mm -hmm. which is weird, because then it's, like, After the well, hasn't flew. the bird flu, like, but I guess that bird flu is a slow build, is what this, it shows, because it's, like, mm -hmm. it still hasn't gone, you know, too far. Like, it's still not caught, even three years after it started, it's still not to where, I think, the two gotcha. first series is. Is this... A contained story? Is no, it it's a continuing. It's ongoing. Okay. So this is just the first arc. Gotcha. But it covers a lot of ground. Like I said, at the end, it jumps forward in time a little bit. Hmm. But um, she is not a psychopath, so her power is if she breaks bread or eats a meal with somebody, she can then get psychic impressions of everything they know. So she can, like, pump them for information without them knowing type of thing. Like, she has to break bread. So she obviously uses that for criminal intentions, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So... It's pretty good. Like I said, the art is by Dan Boltwood, who's pretty decent. He's got kind of that cartoony Rob Gillery type style. Yeah. So I always thought, I always assumed Chew was creator owned, right? Because it's image, it is creator owned. I assume Rob Gillery and John Lehman were the co owners of Chew. 
And they may be, but this book I was noticing, like in the copyright, it says it's uh, copyright like Layman Productions or something. Hmm. And so this is purely owned, like like Rob Jewelry obviously I don't think has a, a piece of this at all, which I don't know why he would necessarily, except that I always assumed he was the co-creator of Chew. Is it? It makes me want to go back and look at the Chew. Which is I it didn't Chew? Do right in my C H E W or Chew C H U? No, it's like a. I know. What's the copyright at the bottom, though? That's what I'm saying. It's, I can't read it because I don't have my glasses. Let me see. Oh, it's, it's copyright 2021 Mighty Layman Productions. Which C H U or C H E W? It just says this book. Is copyright okay? So, so the original chew could be copyright something, right? Else. Because this is different. Correct, it is. But I mean, it's, it's in the same universe. It's, the it's same in the property. same universe, but it's Tony a different chew title, is in it. and it's a different character. Yeah, 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 I hear you. Yeah, but it's a character. It's some that of the was same character, yeah. right? No, I understand, but and so I don't know. And I'm sure they all worked out. I'm sure there's no like hard <laughs> feelings or anything. I mean, Rob Jewelry did some like variant covers for this and stuff. But I mean, it's and they're actually in here. I think in the Maybe back. Maybe he kicked him a little bit or something. I don't know. And I think Rob Jewelry just was, had moved on. I'm sure he Brian didn't want to. Well, he's book, doing, he's doing his own book, right? He, right. He, yeah. He can't even keep up with farmhand. Correct. So I mean, I'm I not, mean, not. I, I just. It's funny though. What it made me realize is when a book comes from Image and it says creator owned, it doesn't mean like everybody on that team has a slice of that. You know what I mean? No, but I think with Chew, the way I remember it, I think it was always like. Co-created, like they do a lot of that. Co-created by the writer and the artist. Like Correct, they do, but not always. That's what I'm saying. It's right. not always that way. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, Sometimes it, it's. I not... understand that there's characters that are in this, but this could be a separate entity. Like John Layman could have gone, "Hey, we're going on a different direction. I know you're busy with a farmhand. We're going to do the sister. I know you created these, but this is a new thing. So I'm going to create it with this dude." Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm sure they had a conversation. I'm sure everything worked out fine. Right. But yeah, it makes you realize that not everything, just because it's image doesn't mean the artist owns part of it. Yeah. yeah. Or the writer, or vice versa. Right. Well, well yeah, I mean, it's anything. I mean, I could... Who owns it? I could be a writer of a comic book. Yeah. And I could hire... Hire, yeah, you could do hire somebody Schmo to draw it, to and draw you can still own all the rights. And then say, I can I'm solicit pay. it through yeah. image. Exactly. And, yeah. I'm, I'm going to pay this guy a page rate to draw it. I'm yeah. going to write it and create it and own everything, you know? It's just interesting. Yeah. So. I don't know. But yeah, no, it was pretty good. I, I'll definitely be picking up the next one. I mean, cool. it felt like Chew. I mean, yeah, I know you're missing Rob Jewelry, but the guy kind of draws like him. Not that it's the same. But, you know, it's cool. I liked it. I assume Scott was Obviously, cool. I have all. I mean, okay. not obviously. Not really, you don't have to. Like yeah, everything, I have them. I just haven't read them yet. Oh, of course. Like <laughs> everything. Oh man, there's even like some panels here that are like set up in the uh, chew way and even in things too. Yeah, it's very. I mean, obviously, it's it feels a lot like chew. Huh. But, yeah. Like I said, after chew was done, I didn't really feel like I needed more no, chew. I know. Same. But thing. I know that Layman's like kind of. I feel like he tried a couple other things that didn't quite hit, mm. and so he's kind of gone back to the well. Speaking of, I mean, just real quick, I bought that man, that book, The Man That Effed Up Time, and that was written by John Lane. Yeah. It came out through, I don't know who it came out through. Dialogue, anyway, maybe. that book was terrible, man. Yeah. Like, time travel, it, it wasn't badly written, just the story. I'm done. I think I've seen and read all the time travel stories that I ever need to read because it's the same thing. Yeah. Some dude makes a time machine and then goes back in time to tell and himself. Things up. 
tell himself not to do this, and then he does it anyway, and he fucks shit up. I mean, there's a couple little twists and turns, but I got done reading it. I think it was like five issues, and I was just like, this was... I remember when you reviewed that, it sounded horrible. This was a waste of time and money. Like I don't even remember. I, I, do. I, I did the first issue. I was scarred. And then I didn't uh, read any more of it forever, and then I finally finished it up. But anyway, yeah. Hmm. So like you were saying, yeah, some of his stuff's been hit and miss. And, and well, I, just, I think some of his stuff has been... Like, I read that Outer Darkness was pretty good. Like, it got going, and the second trailer true. got really good. But I don't think it sold very well. That's what I'm saying. Right. I mean, I don't think the quality was bad. Well, it never came... Back. I don't think it's necessarily over. And then we started putting this back. other book back. Oh, okay. So. Did they do... Because they did an Outer Darkness 2 crossover. They did. So that's kind of when you started kind of going back to the well. I didn't read the Outer Darkness. Well, I was going to ask you, did they collect that in a trade? I think so. I just didn't buy it. I bought the single issues. I haven't oh, read them okay. yet either. I probably picked that up because I do like Outer Darkness. I like Chew and I'm apparently buying more Chews. So right. I might as well go. I was just curious if you read it and if so, how they I collected it. It, I think they did collect it by because I think it was only three issues. Like oh, that's wow. ever stopped them. Well, I know, but that's just a weird. weird that's number a to weird collect. number to collect. Like, that what's is your, a weird. Number. What's your price point? Maybe they didn't collect it. Ten bucks, eight bucks. I don't know. Probably ten. Yeah, definitely not eight. There's no such thing as an eight dollar trade. Not right now, but it's not like they couldn't yeah, try that's it. True. <laughs> See what it is, but I would cool. assume that something like that would probably go. Scott's gonna talk about Drifter. I'm Scott excited. is. Are you? Well, what isn't? I'll be sure what you say. <laughs> so I read Drifter. Um, I don't even know who these people are. So Ivan Brandon and uh, Nick Klein. Okay. Uh, there's several. Okay, so ooh, so it's sci-fi type of story, you know, type of thing. You know, basically the kind of astronauts, space people flying around. Danger shit happens and they go down and crash land into some planet and then chaos ensues, you know, type of thing. Right. But the cool thing with this is Rip it does Winkle. have what's that? Rip Van Winkle. Rip Van Winkle. Doesn't he go to sleep? Mm. Isn't this the one where Drew was talking about that he passed out and he was out for a So year? he's mm. I was spoiled it, so I I was vague. Yeah, time. so he was vague. Uh, Okay. Type it's thing. not actually what happened, but it sort of felt like that. Sorry. Yeah. That's so, what he said. So, so it. I'll okay. shut up and so, let you do your review. It says copyright John Layman, not Chopper. So, are you, well, did you ever read such a thing? I think I read the first few issues of that, and then I it either didn't come out or so I, I stopped. Well, that could be true. I gave because up. looking at basically this kind of came out in like three sections, Chunks. three arcs. Type stuff, and it seemed like they were damn near taking like a year off between, mm. you know, uh, arcs type right. stuff, and they blamed it on the image way, but I have no idea. That so, is typically the image way. They put like arc out and they take like a hiatus for like a couple months, right? They put more arc. Yeah, I understand that, but I mean, it just seemed like they. They did kind of blame it. They also blamed it on thing. the fact that he had to digitally paint all those pages. Yeah, well, that's where I was going to mention some of that. Digitally it's, paint go faster than color hand. Not the guy drawing it is digitally painting it as well. Yeah. The art in this is really fantastic. You know, there's some fantastic. parts in which it's... In it, is it like a blend of like almost a digital watercolor versus like a traditional? I, I mean, it's all digital, but... but there's, some, there's some parts through here in which it looks like very well detailed any type of comic art in a colorist. And then there's others in which it damn near looks like a watercolor type of painting, but I mean, still very... You know, detailed and things. 
Yeah, it's just really interesting the the techniques I feel like that were used in there. Yeah. So I really enjoyed just kind of looking at that in in the art and stuff through here. Um, I I gotta get a whole oh, see like that scene where you got the freaking head blown through. But I uh, might borrow this and read it because, like I said, I started out with it, but it was so long ago I don't remember any of I it. I find that the story itself is very for a sci-fi type of outer space thing very original. Yeah, I really like that aspect of it. I feel like they they found something there to type type into tap into. It's got a young cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only so this uh, things that are you know didn't like as much. I feel like there's something odd with the the cadence of the writing. Right? Is it cadence or yeah? There's some of that or just maybe the pacing type thing or something weird. It seemed like it took certain jumps. Where I was like, what the hell just happened here? Or where are you going? Or or what? Or why did it go from here to here? I, I don't know. It just seemed in in the transitions, especially as it goes later on into like one of the other arcs, you know, it's like he's got two th- different things going on at once. Okay, a group going on over here and then a group going on in the town. Never really felt like the transitions between those scenes were very well done. Yeah, it just it's a cool story, but yeah, there's something about the flow or yes. the cadence of it, or it's just it feels disjointed. It right? does. And even just Very reading much. it, it's like you read it and you're like, what did I just read? It's like the words weren't written in a way like my brain could totally process well, it or something. Especially when it comes to like the shadowy character that's in there. I mean, it was yeah. just like the guy was trying to give some type of just poem prose type thing you know and it's like what the hell just spit it out man you know (laughs) that type of stuff so it seemed like it was trying to take like a little bit more of a art feel next level maybe with some of that you know dialogue or something but i don't think that was really needed uh yeah well like if you read like the recaps in the yes like even they're written kind of funny they are they are and it's like just it's, it's like very almost like trying to be stylized type of thing. Yeah, yes. something. But then he gets rid of that, you know, and it, it's yeah. sort of, you know, more straightforward. Um, what do you think about the big twist? Did you like that? I don't know that I liked it. I I, I, I found it, like I said before, original. Yeah. I was like, okay, I can, I can buy into this. There's some things in which I don't think actually, if you go, I didn't want to go back and reread stuff to your point you know with some of the, how it was written and things i don't know if it it would hold up if you would look through the rest of it you uh, know type yeah. of things sure. you know i'm still a little confused on okay if all the rest of these you know are different you know yeah. memories or whatever you want to say what the hell happened to his wife girlfriend you yeah. know type thing why why did this one guy, you know, yeah, come back versus you know her sure. or whatever else. But I did feel that they wrapped up some things, you know, overall, you know, to trying to do what it was, what they wanted to do. You know, th- there's still different questions in my mind of did he really, did the story really follow the path of what he was, how he explained what was going on on this planet? Yeah, does that make sense? Correct. Like, did he really cross? Like. Does it actually hold up to scrutiny? That's right. Exactly yeah. right. Yes. But I, but there again, like I said, I like the idea. I thought it was a nice original idea to try to to make a twist on a sci-fi, yeah. you know, world where, you know, it's hard to find something new in sci-fi type stuff. Yeah. I felt like here they did find something original, original to yeah. kind of tell. Did he pull it off? 
I don't necessarily feel like he did. Yeah, they got know? close, but they don't yes. know if they quite nailed it, yeah. right? And I, I think the other problem was characters, you know, a little bit. Yeah. You, you it's very hard to find characters you either liked or could relate to or whatever else. He's got the one main character, which you get the closest with, you know, and in it some turns respects. Out that he's a bit of a dickhead. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> and, and some of what he would do anyway, in general, yeah. was kind of dickish, yeah. you know, something That's somewhat. just like Total Recall. And but yet the one well but here's the thing the one so called like good person out of this you don't really get to know at all so when you try when it ends and it's trying to get like that kind of maybe emotional you know climax you know type of thing it just really isn't there because you don't know that character because that character throughout the whole book was trying to be rather standoffish you know yeah. type of thing. And for reasons that make sense when it comes to the end. So, I mean, it was good with that, but it's just missing, I guess, some of that emotional, you know, pull that I think yeah. he was after, mm. you know, type. Yeah, he definitely didn't feel that connected to the yeah, main yeah. character. So, it, it's a mixed bag for me. I mean, overall, I'm glad I read it, glad yeah, to, to borrow it type read. thing. It's yeah, just, it's, it's just that it doesn't, it, it's one of those things in which it has so much potential and has a lot of really great things going for it. It just didn't quite hit the mark you know i mean honestly it misses the mark by a, a decent amount you know to be something that's mm -hmm. that's really in there you know it, it it's definitely got some pieces of some things that could be really great they just did not in my opinion yeah. feel like they really pulled it off so yeah oh a valiant effort had yeah some beautiful art yeah like i said beautiful art and i think there was a really good idea there but just didn't really maybe come all together yeah I agree. I think it's your turn, Brian. All right. So I believe you brought so few comics. Yeah, I know. Like you talked about Star Wars. Well, I read a lot of stuff that was. I know. So what the hell is this good. one? So they ended Star Wars. They ended the Star Wars. They got to Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes happened, and now this is between Empire Strikes Back. This is right after Empire Strikes Back, leading up to Return of Jedi. Okay, so this is so, in between Empire and Jedi. Right. But and it's they call it Star Wars? Yeah, I don't know why they're calling it Star Wars. That confused me. Because that's also. confusing, because well, no. didn't Jason Aaron write... So they did the first series of Star Wars, which was between Star issues. Wars and Empire, right? No, it was... Between New Hope and Empire. Yes. The first series. Yeah. Yes. The, the Jason Aaron And then they Aaron relaunched it with a new this. one, which is this is between Empire Right, and but Empire Scott's saying, why is it called Star Wars? Because it's the Star Wars main Star Wars series. But, okay, so if you wanted to do that, why then reboot the thing for a number one? Because they want to put it between Empire and Return yeah. of the Jedi. They want I, to reset. That's still stupid, though. I know, how do I, you try to differentiate? Otherwise, how do you bridge the gap? It's not even called like Star Wars. Well, if you, volume if two, you do like seventy six, and all of a sudden you jump between Empire and Return of the Jedi, people are going to be confused. Well, but you, you, you put up, you've got the freaking scroll at the beginning. You can put that shit in there, you know, type things. And it's not or whatever even like, else. Because I looked. At or the thing. to your point of what we just did, put a big ass volume two or something weird. Yeah, it's not you even. Know, anything. Even in the DC, it's not volume two. It's just Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, it even. looks like. But you, I don't so know what the hell you. This did. issue, I mean, it literally starts right after. Well, at least so, put a damn date or something there. So you have the. <laughs> Which I thought was interesting. I always wanted to see that. The conversation in the Sorry. Millennium Falcon no, right after they pick up Luke after Lando has like oh, yeah. fucked everybody over. <laughs> it's like how... Because you go from the end of Empire 
to Return of the Jedi and Lando's like in the thing you know, and he's like thing all is, buddy I think buddy. I own this. Huh? I think I own this. And mm-hmm. and he's you know, Lando's all buddy buddy. Yeah, but I think I got a sketch cover version. But like Lando's all buddy buddy with him, you know, in Return of the Jedi, uh-huh. and they're like, dude, you just effed everybody. So this is like they're in the Millennium Falcon, and they're all like, yo, you effed over us, and, you know. It's that whole battle, uh-huh. and Lando's like, no, we need to go back to Bessemer. Like, no, f you, and this and that. But so, um, and it really. So I, I only brought the first one, but I think I've read up to like eight or nine. I didn't want to bring them all. I just brought the first one to have something to put up there, but. The art um, of this is pretty good. Yeah. It's it's decent. I mean, there's a lot of it. <laughs> I mean, relive that classic scene of yeah. the hand. I was going to say, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of it Oof. with uh, Luke, where he's really dealing with the the mind fuck of trauma. Darth Vader and the trauma, you know, because he keep you know, and he's furthering his journey of becoming, you know, uh, a Jedi. And he goes, and he goes to a planet and finds a, another Jedi or somebody who is fluent in the Force that he tries to get. Why did he just go straight back from? to Yoda? Yoda died. In no, Yoda dies in Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. Yeah, that's right. I don't know. He told Yoda he was coming right back. Yeah. Apparently, well, he did a bunch of other crap between that. <laughs> he did a lot of other crap in between. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. And so, like, there's a part where there's even a part where but we kind of do that because he went off and he did a whole bunch of shit and then shows up to Tatooine. I always thought Empire and Return of the Jedi were fairly. Oh no! I mean, I always together. expected that there was a, a year or more uh, between. Why did he just go straight back to Yoda and do his training? Why what? didn't he? I don't know, but obviously he didn't. But somehow he became like a bit. Stronger Jedi, See, one the, way or another, the thing without that, going to Yoda. The yeah, thing he had that, pretty good practice. The he thing that I'm well. thinking about is there's no Han. Yeah, there's going to be, be no Han. Han. There's going to be on the no cover Han in this entire this. series. In this entire he is series. not even on the cover. Yeah, so <laughs> how long can this really last? <laughs> right. So everybody's going to look and go, there's no Han in this. Are we going to go 75 issues 75 with issues. no Han Solo? Seven, is that what they did the first time? That's what they did yeah. the first time. With 75 issues? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. With annuals. To try to do specials. between just... Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, they can definitely milk it for another. So there's a they couldn't even milk the Clone Wars for that long. There's a storyline. There's a storyline where Princess Leia go. They go back to Bespin, okay. because Lando wants to go back, and he because wa- they're trying to track down Boba Fett before Boba Fett takes Han oh. to Jabba. We know that's not. Well, we know that doesn't work, right? And so, <laughs> spoiler: they, they go back and infiltrate uh, Bespin, and. Um, Luke's looking for his lightsaber, because that's the way Lando talks. That's the way <laughs> Lando found this giant right. Hole, that's dude. the way Lando talks Luke into going. He's like, dude. He's like, I know, like where you were. I know where that goes. We he's can like, find the I right can, vent. I can tell you where your lightsaber is. <laughs> and so Luke's like, okay, cool, I'll go. And then Leia, so is this going to try to help explain how the hell? It ends up with Maz Quintana or whatever the hell her name is, and <laughs> you don't know that's Luke's lightsaber, huh? We don't know that's Luke's lightsaber, is it? Oh, no, it is Luke's lightsaber. Well, it's actually Anakin's, which was passed down to Luke, which then gets passed on to to Rey. Well, no, because he doesn't doesn't find it. He doesn't. doesn't But that's what I'm wondering. Are they going to come back to that? Are they going to explain that and say, oh, yeah, here's how it is. Did they explain to him that in 30 years he's going to get that lightsaber back and just throw it over a cliff? (laughs) (laughs) No. While he's drinking green milk? (laughs) 
So Ooh, right? they go back to Bespin in that one, wasn't it? Leia wants to go and check out. Um, it's blue on Tatooine, uh, green on where was the, uh, the uh, tipple was. The freezing chamber where Han was. Oh frozen. yeah, carbon and carbon then, freezing. And then um, Lando goes and finds Lobot. Which Lobot's like all jacked up, like wired in, like wires coming everywhere out of him. Like he was working so out or something. He like breaks him free and accesses his database. But so Luke ends up going, and it's just a big, like, giant room with just shit in it. And there's Ugnots running around everywhere. <laughs> Luke's like trying to find his lightsaber, like in this, like, pile of stuff. And, uh, so the interesting thing is Leia gets like captured and they they freeze her in carbonite. What? She gets frozen in carbonite. What? Yeah. And then she I gets no like idea. she gets like captured and they're like gonna huh. ship her off to like some mining colony or something, I don't know, but they end up they end up finding her before they ship her off and they unfreeze she's only frozen for like I don't know. Couple, couple hours days. or whatever, a day, a couple days, whatever. It doesn't. That's so she doesn't get doesn't hibernation sickness and crap. No, they even mention it. And Lando's like, "Oh, she's only been out for like so so long. She's not gonna have hibernation sickness but or whatever. Nice. She'll be fine." <laughs> Type. It'll just be like she had a little coma. And then, uh, <laughs> so they 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 can't find uh, Boba Fett. So they go to they go to Tatooine to meet with Jabba. To cut him off, and Jabba's like, "Get the hell out of here!" And this and that. Because Boba Fett hasn't even come back yet. Oh, and so then there's a bunch of like bounty hunters now that are gonna go after Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah, because Boba Fett. That's what Boba Solo. Fett's doing. Is... They're gonna try to go after Boba Fett to get Han Solo from Boba Fett to bring him back to. So I mean, it's it's cool. It's interesting. Oh yeah. But uh, like I said, yeah, that that was really funny because that first. Who's issue writing this? So, Charles uh, yeah, Charles Soule is right. Has he wrote anything else? Yeah, he's, he's at Curse Words. He did, uh, he but he's also done some Star Wars stuff. Mm, I think okay. he did the first run of the Darth Vader. Yeah, series. he did write the Darth Vader. Series. Oh, okay. And he might have even. No, Karen Gillan wrote the first Darth Vader. Series. Well, he wrote. I think he wrote one of them. Maybe he took it over. Yeah, he took it over. I think he wrote some of the Darth Vader stuff. I think he's even. Okay. I think he even wrote some of the Star Wars stuff. He's done a lot of stuff. Okay. Okay. He's fairly established. Good, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it. I mean, it's a it's a it's cool. It's it's right there. Like I said, that was really I really liked the the part where they're like in the Millennium Falcon because that's what you want to see, right? You want to see the scene where, where they're yeah, stuck in the Millennium was... Falcon with with Lando and just left them all over. <laughs> is this the second one? This is Bad Blood, the second one. Okay. Dead Body Road. So I didn't buy it. By Justin Jordan, and he got Benjamin Tiesma to write it. If you remember, the first one was drawn by Mateo, Mateo Scalero. And he's moved on to better things. Right. Kind of like how Rob Jillery has moved on. Apparently, it's the... And this is another one I was kind of on the fence about. I, I didn't like, buy it, because I was, like, I was on the ah. fence. And I, I mean, I liked the first Dead Body Road a lot. It was a fun book, and I'm like, do I need more Dead Body Road, especially without Mateo Scalero? Right. That's the question. Do you? I don't need What's it, but it's pretty entertaining. Is it? Okay. It is pretty entertaining. I might borrow so, it then because I didn't buy it. It's. I don't think it's related to the other one at all. Like well, that's good. I think it's a totally different story. Like he's just using the dead body road, kind of like Ed Brubaker uses Criminal. Right. Mm. Like it's just. But I haven't read the first dead body road for a while, so maybe it is connected. I don't think it is though. I have to go back and read it and see. 
but it feels like a self-contained story. So basically, there's this big drug dealer cartel guy, you know. And, what? And this, he's got a honey, right? And this guy starts having an affair with her. And then they kind of get found out. So they go on the run. Well, this girl has a young boy, like a young son. And when they're going on the run, you know, they're trying to gather all their stuff and get the kid and get out of there. And they're trying to hurry because the drug cartel guy is coming back. And there's an accident. She falls down the stairs with the son and the son dies. Mm. So not only was he sleeping with the guy's wife, but now he's somewhat responsible for killing the guy's son. So this drug cartel dude has got a super hard on to get this guy, right? So turns out that this guy has a sister who's on the cover there. And she's a badass. She's like the... She used to be like some kind of big badass criminal, but now she's kind of... She's gone straight. She owns a bar, you know. But she's a badass, and everybody's scared of her. So the brother obviously goes running to her, and the cartel comes running to her too because they figure she's going to know where the brother's at. So it's this big kind of, you know, culmination of all these people coming together and kicking everybody's ass. Can and, I see it real quick? Yeah. The artwork. Um, the art's decent. I mean, it's not Mateo Scalero, right. obviously, but uh, it's passable. I mean, it works. It's a good story. It's. I mean, it does its job, you know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was pretty entertaining. I mean, for like a five-issue kind of self-contained fun you know drug criminal type store i mean it, it worked it was i mean it was a good read i have any issues with it yeah if i, I it was fun i i'm interested to read it because i i did pass on it just because yeah like i mean that's the question i mean i mean i like justin jordan i like the first dead body road but <clears> man <throat> mateo scalera was the draw right. on that, I mean, the way yeah. he drew those scenes, those action scenes was really cool. And, and for me... And I thought the first Dead Body Road was like a big chase, like it was a car chase type mm -hmm. thing. This one, like that's the whole point, Dead Body Road, it's a road, there's, you know... This one, there's really no car chase, it's just a crime story, but right. he's using Dead so, Well... I mean, he could have called it some just bad blood, but I guess he's trying to, yeah, you know... Tie into that, you know, whole. Well, yeah, I mean, if thing. you've already got an audience, I mean, if you've sure, I got, guess it makes mm, sense. I just didn't do it, but I mean, and Justin Jordan, I mean, he's okay, but I've read stuff of his that I've liked, and I've read stuff of his that I could yeah. care less about. He's pretty so consistent like, for me. I'll... He's not like a guy that I'll just buy everything. And like I said, I don't know what it was. It was maybe I had a bunch of other stuff that month and I was yeah. looking at that going eh, do I need that I don't well see that's why I, I didn't buy the single issues but I was kind of on the fence but then the trade came out I, it was kind of a light month I'm like yeah I'll pick up the trade right. same with Chew I was like eh, it's kind of a light month I'll pick up the trade you know and they're both I think this one might not have been 999 but I think the Chew one was 999 this one was more I think but um Yes, the but two yeah. ones. Justin Jordan, I think he almost is a guy I would pick up almost any because he did Luther Strode, which was mm -hmm. I super liked, like spread a lot, you know. But would you would you like Luther Strode? Would you if, buy another Luther if Strode if it wasn't Tradmore? Tradmore. I don't know. See, that's the question, right. you know, because he had those really good artists doing his early books. I know, and now those guys have all kind of moved on, right? And so it's like now he's getting the next tier, and mm -hmm. so. But that's, I'm saying you that's said, a good question. You said, "Well, I like Justin Jordan. He's solid. There's ever, nothing that I haven't liked." So would you? Yeah, no. You it's came out question. with another Luther and I didn't Strode. buy that Reaver book, so I'm not buying. I've been anything. buying. Reaver. I didn't buy anything. Justin and Reaver's 
Good. I just got caught up with that. I read the last, the next so, arc of it. Yeah, so I'm kind of, I agree with you to some degree. Like, Justin Jordan isn't like an automatic buy for me, but he's pretty close. Did you see it's that? not quite. Did you see that post from, was it Jake Smith with the, uh, the, who's the dude that did Dead Body Road? Or, I Mateo Scalero? The, uh, Luther Strode. Tradmore. Oh, he did a cover for him. Did you see I that? I saw that, yeah. That's, That's crazy. That's pretty fucking awesome. How do you get Tradmore to do a cover for you? That's got to be expensive. It's got to be. Is that guy like barely publishing his book? I know. I don't know how that works. <laughs> these, these artists make, must make like deals or something. I don't know how that it works. That thing was crazy good. Yeah, it's crazy. So good. Yeah. So you can see, cool. though, like with that last, what was it, New World or whatever, that last New World Order. Yeah. <laughs> He really changed. I His mean, that art change, style has changed, but it changed, and you—that is more New World Order style. Absolutely, I um, almost prefer old Justin Jordan not to be that guy, or not Justin, Jordan, old Trad Moore not to be that guy. Mm -hmm. But I get what he's doing. He's being a little more psychedelic and more kind of abstract, yeah, and I, it's I, cool. But man, I love the the Luther Strode style where it's more a little more streamlined, more more mainstream. I think I'm almost the opposite. Like, I'm digging his new stuff digging more his new than stuff. his old stuff. And yeah. most of the time, I don't like it when they... Change. When they change. Yeah. Like, I like the old stuff. This, I don't know. I like, hear you. This new stuff is... Did you order that new uh, James Heron book? Yes. That book was badass. Yeah. But they're both... I mean, I think two... Issue two just is solicited. Yeah. Order, but I think they're they're like four ninety nine. They must be oversized. Yeah, they're like 48 like, pages. all of them. Yeah. I think the, well, I don't know how he's going to do that, though. Cause he, <laughs> Maybe he he's been working on it for two years. I'm sure he has, but... And he's got shit stockpiled. But. I don't understand why artists do that. Just do a 20 pages, dude. And just mm -hmm. do it consistently. I don't know why you're trying to, like, kill yourself and get all this stuff in the can and then drop it all in, like, these oversized yeah. issues. I'm like... Unless maybe it's just a five-issue thing. I don't right. know. I don't know either. I mean, but... Hell, make it 10 issues and make more money. Yeah. Because... <laughs> Right. I mean, I know he's charging more for it, but... Well, it's like, I asked you... I mean, it's the same. I asked you, you know, when when I read um, Gideon... Gideon Falls? Yeah, Falls. why that last issue was giant. But they charged $8. They charged yeah, $8 it's like for two issues. I hear you. It's like, but... So, why don't you make two issues and charge four bucks a piece, or make yeah. one issue and charge $8? Like, what's the know. point? You know? I don't, With that one, maybe it's... I don't know. Maybe, I have no idea. Well, I think Scott was the one, or somebody said maybe he just couldn't find a place to a good place to break it, so he just had to yeah. do it all at once. Um, this? Like I get that, but I'm sure it's good. Um, I'm sure. So, <laughs> if I didn't have, I don't think I read the other one. If I didn't have like a I ton have of stuff, to I think read, you did. Take you know, it. You read it? No, you read it for you. Yeah, both of them. First of all. I'm sure this doesn't take very long to read. Uh, real quick, I'm just say, so I read this like a couple weeks ago. I was going to review it, and then I realized I remember absolutely nothing about this book. <laughs> like I was flipping through it, and I was like, did, did I, I read, read this? this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm not going to talk about it, but I'm... But it's got a pretty cover. Here's a, It's cool art, and I'll pro I kept buying it, so there will be more. I just, I don't know if my brain can process that little information. I'm a brand new series without any kind of context or anything here's a, oh really so yeah you know decor never mind what'd you say so here's a story i was gonna say decorum when decorum. i was getting when i was talking about decorum last uh, time yeah. about i wouldn't read that in single issues information um so this will be uh a little story that scott i'm sure will find very amusing 
So I'm sitting there. Is it I just have my. Dumbass? Is that yes, what you read? Me being a dumbass. I so I'm sitting there, there and I've got my stack of Savage Avengers. Yeah. And I'm reading it. I read issue 14, right? And yeah. I take it, put it down, grab the next one. I open it up. And I'm reading it. And I'm like, <clears throat> is this a recap? Because I remember this happening in the last issue. <laughs> and I like start flipping through it. And I'm like, this is the last issue. <laughs> and I flip to the front of it. And I'm like, issue 14. I bought the regular cover and the variant cover for some reason, of Savage Avengers number 14. Oh, nice. And so nice. then, yeah, right? So I'm like reading it. I'm like, I just read this. Is this a, it, Then I get to 15, and I pick up 15. I bought the regular cover and the variant cover for 15, too. So I have <laughs> two copies of 14 and 15. How did you do I that? don't, I have no idea. Because you order your stuff, and they came out the same month, so you ordered both covers yeah i was just are going you buying down star there. wars the high republic no okay because there was a variant cover with that one that was <clears> i'm pretty ass, much I think, on one of them or something i did just because it was one of the artists i follow or whatever. i pretty much just stick with the star wars series okay and then i picked up i started buying the bounty hunter one just because but those are the only ones hmm. i bought a couple of the darth vader of the hard covers Oh, yeah? Um, just because I didn't buy the single issues, and I thought, well, I'll check it out. So I have, like, I think the first two, which I think they just started another Darth Vader series, I think. And maybe Greg Pak is writing it. I don't know. Probably. But, uh, what else you got over there, Don? Oh. Uh, you done? Yeah. I'm, uh, all I got is so required reading. I brought in these <laughs> two right here. I picked up the first issues of both of these and then never bought anything else of it. What are these? So heavy... That's a cool book, and I'm mad. Did Kyle Stromdrock issue of that? I don't know. Okay. We only have the first one. Yeah. And um, Gun Ho. And I, these are two series that I probably, the heavy, I really, really like. Who publishes that? Uh, it's, uh, God damn it, open it. It's the people that. Vault? Vault. Yes, it's Vault. Vault? Who the hell are they? Um. So the art's really cool in this, and the story was really interesting. So there's a guy, and he died. Vault Comics presents yeah. Heavy. And he starts out telling a story. He's like, I was a, not a great guy or whatever, and I died. And, and you know, you think this is a typical story. Well, he's basically in purgatory. They don't call it purgatory. They call it, like, the in-between place or something, but it's basically purgatory. And he's like, there's all kinds of different... So the people are there doing their time so that they can move on. But they have jobs. So there's like different factions. There's like um, people that take the hit for innocent people like in real life. They're kind of like angels. They're not really angels, but they have specific jobs. He's a heavy. That's why they call the book Heavy. And so like he goes and takes out like the bad guys, like, in the world. And he's supposed to be working off credit. Like, once you do so many good deeds or good jobs or you do jobs and you get points or credits... Kind of sounds like then, Spawn. Huh? Kind of sounds like an opposite Spawn or something weird. Yeah, kind of, sort of. Then you get to move on to, like, whatever your next move on is. And so he likes to work by himself, and he's, like, talking, and he's like, I've done... All this stuff, he's like, and I'm not moving up whatsoever. 
and they're like, well, yeah, you need a partner. They're like, if you have a partner, you earn more points faster, or you get more credits. Oh, yeah. Work. You get it faster if you well, have you a partner. you better give me five point partners <laughs> He's like, but I really like working on my own. And so then he finally decides that he wants to get a partner. And so he goes... Um, he goes to the whoever it is, and, and they go, okay, but, you know, these are the rules. You have to live by these rules. We pick who your partner is. Once we set you up with a partner, you can't ever change it. Like, you're stuck with them until you're done or whatever, and then what? some other stuff. And he's like, okay, fine, whatever. Well, it turns out that the guy, the, the twist at the end of the issue is the guy that they set him up with to be his partner is the guy that killed him in life who's now nice. there doing his job trying to get to wherever he's going so that's like the tension twist oh, but um i don't know it was good i liked it it was interesting enough and i mean i read a lot of stuff and so you know i was like oh really this one bought stands the rest out of these. huh yeah i mean it's probably you not only the bought greatest. the first one yeah i don't know what happened god damn don and then this gung-ho the artwork in that thing is beautiful you guys need to open that up and look at it i think it's like that i think it's like uh <laughs> Foreign, what a beautiful book it is. Like Charlie a foreign Adler, translated type of book. I think uh, it was published. European. European or whatever. Oh, the they story, always like some it crazy does look art. See how the art's cropped? It's because they did their format. Or yeah. The story's okay. Is this Titan? I, no, Blaze. Oh, yeah, Blaze does most um, European crap. I'm probably not that disappointed that I didn't buy the rest of these, but it's beautiful to look at. So hmm. It is cool European. There's though. like some kind of... Uh, there's wow. like a, something that happened. I can't remember what it was. It looks was. very boring, though. Yeah. Interesting shading. It is okay. There's like stuff. some kind of a plague or a war or something the that rats. happened that kind of put everybody in kind of like, I'll just cut like a walking dead state where, you know, there's there's different, um, there's only communities, you know, like a walking dead community, sure. you know, a gated community that sure. keeps whatever out. There's these two brothers... And uh, they're like, they're like uh, troublemakers. Gotcha. Um, they don't get along. They've basically been kicked out of every community that they've been to, and they're they're on their last leg. Like they've been shipped to the shithole of the world. Like if you don't make it there, like then you can't live in civilized civilized world or whatever. Um. And so it's basically their trip there. And then them kind of getting acclimated, and the lady comes at them, whoever's in charge of, you need to ship it, ship shape, get in, you know, you gotta fall in line and work with the program, and you gotta do this, and you gotta do that, and you know, you gotta make your way, or you're not gonna make it. So, I mean, that's kind of what the story is, but the only reason I brought it was because I, I really liked the artwork, like the artwork was kind of cool. Hmm. Um, cool. I would probably, if I was gonna track anything down, it would be heavy, it wouldn't be that, but be not that that wasn't. Just not a lot happened hmm. in it. Like, it could very well happen more. I don't know. I read The Gigantic Beard That Was Evil. Huh. Cool. Um, the book is floating around or somewhere. It's actually my daughter's book. She got it for her birthday. She asked for it. And so is it a book? It was a graphic novel. Graphic novel, okay. Yeah, and it was a pretty quick read. Um, so I read it as well. Um, so it's basically the concept is there's this guy and he lives on this island nation called here and there's like the island nation is surrounded by water and beyond the water is there that's why it's an island nation because it's surrounded by water correct but it's here and past the water <laughs> is there 
So this guy, he basically, all he does for hobbies is he sits in front of his window and he sketches whatever he sees. And he's completely hairless. Except for one tiny little hair, like, on his chin. And so he has no hair on his head, but he wears, like, a wig or whatever, you know. Well, I can't remember what caused it, but all of a sudden, his hair starts growing crazy. Like, he starts getting this giant beard. And so it grows so fast. You ever seen that movie, The Peanut Butter Solution? No. Okay. I don't even know what anyway, you're talking about. Anyway, so this guy's beard just starts going growing crazy. And, like, all the rules in this town are very, like, strict. Like, you have to be, like, clean-shaven. He has to be real kempt. And so he keeps... He starts getting, like, rejected. He can't go to work. He gets fired because he's not... You know, he can't control his beard. And he can't go to, out to eat at his favorite restaurant because he has to be, like, you know, presentable or whatever, you know. It so like that movie with the, the Noah's Ark. Where he keeps shaving his beard and it comes back. Yes. The guy from the office. Correct. Hmm. Evan Almighty. Evan Almighty. Yeah. yeah. That's what it sounds like. But anyway, so he can't, this beard just starts growing out of control. Like they start. Right out of the Santa Claus. Like there's, it's like growing out of his house and like they call in like the emergency services and they're trying to figure out how to deal with this beard wow. that's just out of control. They start building like a scaffolding to like control the growth of the beard so it has like somewhere to go so it's not like taking over the, the city or whatever, you know. Uh -huh. So, and so the guy's obviously pretty distressed because, you know, he basically, his beard is out of control. So they finally decide, I'll spoil it for you if you want. Yes, sure. They finally decide to, rather than build a scaffolding, they're going to get all these big hot air type balloons and tie the beard to it to kind of suspend it, is their idea. Kill they're him. like, they're like, but that might, and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so what they do that, and of course, it sucks him up too, and he floats away over the ocean or whatever you know yeah and so um never to be heard from so it's like him. up that's it huh that's pretty much the end there's like the scientist guy who's kind of like trying to figure it out and he starts getting these weird sketches that wash up on shore that appear to be like maybe from him or whatever so maybe he's out there somewhere in there so i think it's like a big allegory metaphor for like you know here's like this very structured like world where you know everything but yet i guess they said like after he goes away like the people in here start being a little more easygoing and maybe not as strict and structured and maybe let their we should have let that guy maybe they they become a little more open to new ideas and things that are different you know so i think it's like a metaphor for like being real strict and straight laced and maybe letting you know your hair down a little right. bit so to speak mm. so but it's interesting I mean, it's a very quick read. But so, who is this who's by? Cool. Uh, it is by Stephen Collins. Never heard of him. Yeah, he's like a, I think he's like a cartoonist. I bet he does like, I don't know if he's American or maybe he is, but I think he does more like, like newspaper type editorial and, cartoons or stuff like that. Like, and I don't my think other question is, where did Emma hear about this where she asked for it? Well, she went to Barnes and Noble and just was browsing the graphic novel uh, section and she saw this and thought it looked cool. And so gotcha. she put it on like her birthday. Cool list or whatever nice they still have bookstores and you can go into them yeah very they few do. with per the pandemic you can actually go into a you can actually you go can into barnes touch, and noble touch a book yes. that are you talking about family tree okay cool i got more i got more to talk about on touch, my ipad touch a book that a thousand you, people have touched that are contained. you read this one as well i got caught up on family tree i only brought one of the issues are you liking family tree show. yeah it's cool it's, it's interesting now what's going on it's weird of course it's got to be good yeah. Pretty much. Probably and depressing, though. Probably and people die. Phil Hester. Um, yeah. Have you read any of it? No. I didn't give you any of it. 
I don't probably know. My memory is kind of caught up. It's yeah, interesting now that they did the time jump. Yeah, they did the time jump, on. and it's, it's crazy. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. It's cool. I don't know where it's going. Right? I don't know. It's like, oh, so I'm like reading Swamp Thing. Too. Oh, I I can see how those would tie together. And I can see because I know Jeff Lemire did like a a Swamp Thing run. a Swamp Thing run, like it's New Fifty Two or whatever. Yeah. And so I don't know if this is like kind of like a maybe he just had like a Swamp Thing story that he just kind of. Yeah, retooled or whatever maybe. or maybe it was an idea he had when he was doing Swamp Thing I can see that so basically this is so there's a a family, family and there's a, a daughter well the the dad like disappeared or something right? many years ago like he many years him. ago like yeah. left yeah. and didn't come back haven't you talked about it before? I have talked about yeah. it yeah. Yeah. yeah and so then the daughter she just like, like starts turning into a tree like she starts growing like roots and stuff and so the mom and the son are like freaking out and they're like trying to get help and then the dad the uh, grandfather the grandfather comes back or they go to him or whatever well pretty much there's a i don't even remember but there's like a force a secret society or whatever that is like trying to hunt down the daughter and get rid of her because yeah. they're like the keepers of the the trees of the, they're the opposite of the keepers of the trees like they're trying to destroy the trees because the trees are going to take over the world yeah the secret society is trying to kill the trees right yeah and so they're like chasing this down trying to get rid of this kid and they're trying to the mom doesn't know what the hell's going on she just sees her daughter turn into a tree, tree. And she's trying to fix her fix it yeah and so anyway they they de- they outwit the society or whatever and the girl actually becomes a tree and so everything that the it's kind of like the mummy like they had the the secret society that like protects the mummy so this society they fail and this girl becomes a tree and then like it spawns this whole thing where her she spawns pollen or whatever and it infects the whole world and like the whole world starts turning into trees or vegetation. Like, vegetation takes over the world or whatever. Mm. It's kind of like so an now, apocalypse of vegetation. Yeah. Right. And so now it does a time jump where you're, like, whatever, 10 years in the future or whatever, and this son is now 20 years old or whatever, and he's running around in this apocalypse, this vegetation apocalypse or whatever, and he still goes, like, is the mom, like, turned into a tree or something? No, I don't think so. Okay, the mom is still there, like living, and then they go and talk to that. But it it turns out that the the father, like also the reason he left tree. was because he was turning into a tree. Okay, and so he left, and he turned into a tree. But then the daughter, when she started turning into a tree, like they went into this weird place where she could talk to him. Yeah, they could kind of communicate. They could kind of communicate tree to tree or whatever. So yeah, roots. it's it's like the apocalypse. It's like a tree apocalypse. A tree apocalypse, yeah. and it's it's cool. It's interesting. <clears throat> I don't know how long it's supposed to go or whatever, but um, yeah. it's it's a neat story. I I dug, I'm digging it's it. It's so. Lemire, so probably not too long. He yeah, right. anything yeah. He has a short attention span most of the time. Right. So, I was Is this the last one. No. Okay. There's one, another Sorry. arc. Yeah, it should arc. be the last one. No, there's the epilogue. It should have been the last one. Okay. Okay. I don't need wow. any more. Wow. So I was reading all my stuff on Marvel Limited. I was trying to read it like as everything came out, like month to month, like all the different series. Yeah. Well, I would only read on there when I'm like out of other stuff, you know. And so I'd like take like a few weeks off and go back. I could not keep a strict. Everything was just jumbled in my head. So what I figured out is if I 
read like trade, like even though it's in the app, like as issues, if I read a trade's worth of issues, like with each thing, then it helps a lot. And so that's what I've been doing the last couple of weeks is just reading trade's worth of issues on the Marvel Women app. It works so much better. Like all those stories are meant to be read as like a trade, not as like a single issue. So I've been catching up on my Marvel Limited. What, what are you referring like newer stuff? Or yeah. Old? So okay, sorry. I started with the uh, when the Marvel Now started. Oh, uh, okay. So I started at that point because that's I read most of that stuff, but then I kind of dropped off like after yeah. somewhere in there, and so I'm trying to kind of catch back up by reading stuff I already read. So I read. They have a term for it. It's called writing for the trade. Yeah. No. Totally. <laughs> it's totally the way they should be read. So I read. Uh, this Wolverine trade, oh, which yeah. is the second Wolverine series after Marvel now. Stegman does, like, the first four issues. But then Sandoval takes over. It's not near as good. But I still like Sandoval, but it's not Stegman. I'm not a Sandoval fan. Yeah. He was doing some Hulk stuff. I just... It's almost too anime. You know what I mean? It yeah. just doesn't work for me. But the Stegman stuff is awesome. Hmm. This is a pretty cool story. So is Wolverine has lost his healing factor. Corbin or... Cor Cornell. 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 Yeah, Paul Cornell. So Paul Cornell in the last Wolverine series took away his healing factor. So Wolverine is human. And so in this one, he's got, like, armor that he came up with. Um, so he's all armored, you know, so because he, he can die now, blah, blah, blah. He's the Punisher. With claws, I guess. <laughs> but anyway, uh, this story is he's joined, like, a criminal organization to infiltrate a saber <clears throat> organization. And they don't know. The criminal organization doesn't know because he's, like, a double agent or whatever type of thing. But uh, it's cool. Like, segment art is super, super good. Mm -hmm. But, um, and so that's pretty cool. So that's all I really have to say about that. Do you want me to do another one? I don't care. I oh, just you'll like... like this one. So the new Punisher series, like the one by Edmondson and Gerads. Mitch yeah. Gerads. That so this was the first good. one. So they put Punisher in L.A. Mm -hmm. He's trying to take down some, like, drug cartel. He doesn't have microchip. He's got some other, like, army guy who works on a base who, like, supplies him with equipment or whatever, you know? And there's, like, a dog, or he adopts, like, a coyote, and the coyote is, like, his pet or whatever, yeah. you know? So, but, yeah, he's, there's some uh, big criminal organization in L.A. that's trying to, like, take over the city with, like, some toxin, and so he's trying to, like, fight him, and then he's, like, take made... Him out. And then the L.A. cops are, like, useless, you know? So he's, like, I'm the guy who's got to take care of this because hey, the cops can't do it, you know? And <laughs> yeah. so... You know, he's got some friends on the cop force, you know. They, like, follow some police officer around that he's kind of made a buddy with or whatever. And Seems so, like uh... Something to work out with. Golly. Don't stop. <laughs> yeah. So, it's pretty fun. I really enjoyed I, it. I had a Red Punisher for a while, like, actual arc since, like, the Garth Ennis stuff, probably. So, it was fun to kind of jump back into that character. I liked that and series. And it was a good series. Drads is really good. It's it, nothing like his Miracle Man stuff. Or Mr. Miracle, sorry. But, um, it's still really solid, I thought. Yeah. It goes, I don't know, what does it go for, like, maybe 20 issues? Yeah, probably, that, I don't know. I didn't like it at first, but I really turned around and really grew to like it as it went on. Yeah. It, just because it was so different, but I, I, I mean, it's not like the I think it was that different, but yeah, they just kind of put him in L.A. instead yeah. of New York, and it's like, cool. I mean, it's fine. It was a cool, solid. But yeah, I enjoyed it. All right, you talk about something. I'll do a couple more. That's fine. I mean, I was just going to talk about Birthright, but I know Scott isn't caught up, so I mean... I know. Can't. Did you like it, though? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. I mean, it it all comes to a head. I mean, the, the big war battle, whatever, happens. Finally ends? Oh. Right. Well, it was starting in, like, 40, wasn't it? Well, I know. Yeah, so and it's like a five-issue Yeah, battle. and that's what I'm saying. I mean, 
Now we're going to get five issues of epilogue, which I don't necessarily need. But the war Eight. ends here. Yeah, it seems yes. to be. Okay. It seems to end. Right. Okay. So, I mean, you get the big battle, which I think the the that's not even, because it happens in the issue before that, I think, the big battle. But that it's all splash pages, I think. They yeah. Like a splash page battle, issue, splash which is kind of cool. I mean, you don't see it. I mean, you you don't see it very often. You don't see it very often, and you don't see it done very well very often. Yeah. So that was neat to pull off, so it was kind of interesting. But, yeah, I mean, that's why I said it should have been the last issue, because I think, you know, it could have tied everything up. But I don't From know. one Maybe. issue rather than another five. Right, now you're going to get another five issues or whatever. Unless they've got something else planned that I don't know. You know what I mean? Obviously, yeah. they probably do, but... I mean, th that could have been the last issue. It could have been the last issue. I don't know yeah. what he's going to do for the next five Exactly, issues. that's what I'm saying. But he obviously has some kind of plan. Right. So, I mean... But it's kind of like that last, you know, Walking Dead arc, you know, it was like, yeah. you know, it could be something like that. Big, right. like, future jump and epilogue. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Yeah. There's interesting things you could do. Well, they did... There was a thing with the parents. Yeah. I don't think that got resolved. Yeah, so we'll see. So, yeah. But, uh, uh, anyway... Yep, that, and then I just have one more thing and then our thing, so. I'll do one more, then you do one more, then we can do our Jordan. Right. Um, I got, I read some more Thor, the Jason Aaron run. Um, yeah. That one's good. I liked his. I don't know what it is. I'm just not digging his Avengers. Really? I've dropped it, actually. So, I read two, what? I finished one arc, and I started the next one. The one I finished was the... Where Malekith was like tearing up the Dark Elf realm or whatever. That, I did not like that arc. It was just a slog to get through. I don't know what it was about it. Maybe it was, it just was too wordy or just too many characters. But then we jumped in this arc. This arc had Esau Ribic back. Oh, okay. And so I love Esau Ribic. Mm -hmm. And so this was a cool arc because you get some more. You got the modern day, which is where they're fighting Roxxon, like the head of Roxxon's right. like a minotaur, and he's trying to like <laughs> yeah. mess with Thor, and he's doing all these weird environmental stuff, and Thor's fighting him, and then he's like suing him and doing all this like legal maneuvering, and Thor's like getting kind of his ass handed to him from a, that standpoint. And then in future Thor, like old man Thor, I guess you call him, he's got his three daughters that he picked up from the God Butcher I think they're thing. Granddaughters. Yeah, granddaughters. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. yeah, his three granddaughters. And he's on Earth. Earth is like dead. Yeah. Like, and Galactus shows up to eat Earth. And of course, Thor's gonna fight Galactus to <laughs> to stop him from eating the dead Earth because Thor loves Midgard. So it's kind of funny. I think that's the idea. Is modern day Thor is trying to save Earth from Roxxon, and then old man Thor is trying to save Earth from Galactus. Yeah. So there's kind of like a duality there. But uh, but yeah, it was cool. It's fun seeing Thor and the daughter granddaughters fight Galactus, and Thor ends up going and getting like the evil god killer blade or whatever, and shoves it down Galactus's throat. And yeah, I remember. Just the art of like Thor and Galactus fighting with Isad Rubik drawing everything is pretty cool. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, it was really entertaining. Yeah, arc, I thought. I mean, Jason it worked really Aaron's well. Run on Thor was really good. I thought as long as it was, it went forever. And I think it, this it one leads really... into Original Sin. I think yeah. is the next thing. I think this series is done, and then you start in the next Thor series, which I think yeah, is. He, read, he wrote Thor for probably like six, seven, eight years. I think. Yeah, he did it for a long time. He wrote it for a long time, and it was a good story. Yeah, so I feel like that Mal Malekith's before it was really just setting up the War of the Nine Realms thing. Like, it was uh -huh. all just set up. And yeah, like, and that's going to pay off like, later, yeah. And uh, whatever that but uh, that war was. They did yeah. that miniseries. But no, uh, you can't go wrong with Aaron and Ribic doing Thor, no. in my opinion. So, yeah, that's pretty good, too. Uh, yeah. I think that's all I have.
I'll talk about it. I read some other stuff, but nothing. Alright. I, I finished up... I actually read five and six, but I only brought six, and I didn't bring the cover, so it's just a black book that says one thing on it. Wow, that's not very good but, uh, for our... No, uh, not at all. Thing. So I finished Alan, run, Alan Moore's run on Swamp Thing. Um, I've never been... I've said this before. I've never been a Swamp Thing fan. I don't uh, know. I just are. never got the character. I actually liked the Alan Moore stuff. It was really good. I mean, you know... I, and I know Rick Veach takes over after and does a run. I'm actually kind of interested in... I would read more. Like, if I had yeah. it, I would sit down and read it. Like, sure. I'm interested in, like, Rick Veach's take on Swamp Thing. Cool. Um, I, I don't know. This one, the last two, he went and Because he got killed. Yeah. Because uh, they set the the... One some reporter found pictures of the lady with Swamp Thing, uh -huh. and she was working at the daycare center or whatever. Yeah, and so all hell broke loose. Apparently, if you were at a daycare center, you can't sleep with plants. Right, you can't sleep with plants. You're gonna work what around kids, and so she got indicted, and they took her to Gotham. No, oh. and they were gonna try her or whatever. Yeah. And so Swamp Thing goes to Gotham, and he basically takes over the entire city, like he's. Got plants coming everywhere, and Batman's like fighting him. And yeah. anyway, they work out a deal, and um, he's gonna, I think he's gonna like turn himself in, or he's gonna release the city if they release his girlfriend or whatever. Gotcha. Well, they there's a secret, or not a secret, but the government they they get this weapon that they can kill him with. Gotcha. They basically ambush him on the steps and they kill him. Okay. Um, and then his they he his subconscious goes he goes into space and he's yeah. going from planet to planet. He goes to like the Guardians planet and he goes to like a red planet and he's and eventually he finds his way. I think he even goes to nah, I'm even getting that confused with Starman because it seemed like the same thing because Starman went out into outer space and had yeah. those adventures and Swamp Thing does, but eventually he makes it back to Earth, obviously. And uh, and then they kind of have the last arc where he gets back with her and yeah. they kind of get back together. And he basically, the way, I think the way Alan Moore, if I remember it, he's like, she leaves society and she's going to live in the forest and he builds like a little house or whatever, you know. Yeah. But uh, it was good. I mean, I've never read it. So this is my first time reading it. Obviously, it was made back in the 80s. Yeah. But for as far as me, it held up. I don't know if somebody who read it back in the '80s reads it now and says it holds up. But I mean, it was it felt it was good. It cool. was great storytelling. The art's crazy good. I mean, yeah. Uh, Total Ben and uh, Beset Beset don't do a lot of this. Beach does a lot of it. Yeah, they kind of and then they kind of move around and stuff. And there's like a Tom Yates or whatever. But uh, I definitely because Total Ben does do like one full issue in there. I definitely. Like the Total Bin stuff, like that, that first stuff with Beset and Total Bin and and um, Alan Moore is awesome. Yeah. The artwork is amazing. Um, I think in like one of the volumes, like Beset did a thing, and he was just like, he was kind of like bitching and complaining because he's like, because this is also the time where Alan Moore is like doing Watchmen. Yeah. Like Alan Moore's doing like a ton of shit, and Total Bin's like, dude, I can't keep up, like. I can't draw, you know, like it's hard enough just to draw a monthly book and then Alan Moore's off to him like all this other like great shit, you know, and he's like, and I'm on Swamp Thing or whatever. But uh 
don't know. It, and uh, like I said, that's kind of interesting because they do bring that up several times. It's like, because this is like 85, 86, 87. And they're like, yeah, this, like, you know, one of them is like, yeah, Alan Moore is writing like Watchmen. <laughs> he's yeah. doing Swamp Thing. Like, he's doing like all this stuff. What was he doing besides Swamp Thing and Watchmen? He did uh, Killing Joke in there at some point. He did Killing right? Joke oh, did in okay. there, and he might have been doing I guess he might have been doing V for Vendetta, trying to wrap that up. V for Vendetta and maybe Miracle Man stuff. Yeah, I don't know if he was doing okay. that. Okay. I mean, there was a lot of so stuff. So it was all overlapping, had. huh? Okay. I don't know that I ever I don't really know for sure. realized don't quote that. Me on that. Okay. But, yeah. uh, I think... I mean, V for Vendetta like came out, he and then it had like, and then V for Vendetta had like a big hiatus, and then it came back at some right. point. Hmm. I don't know. Well, was it? I know it. It came out in issues, right? But wasn't it serialized in like, like Warrior or something? In like a yeah, yeah. like yeah. a British I think so. comic, like AD or yeah, Warrior and then they started putting it out, whatever. But. I feel like there's one more Alan Moore work that I'm missing after Watchmen that I'm not thinking of, but. From hell, it, from hell uh, yeah. went on for like that was twenty more yeah, nineties though. Huh? I, thought, I thought that was more nineties. That's what I thought too. I still, I, thought there was something between from hell and Watchmen. I mean, I, I think he was probably doing no. some, but maybe there's not. I don't some studying of from well, hell, he did, but he was he, his. He had to have Jack done, the Ripper type stuff was like a hobby to him. He had to have done so, that last Superman story, those Superman issues. The man, where did the man? What do you get for the man of tomorrow? Or oh yeah, that was a little earlier though, because that was before Crisis, right? So eighty six. Well, yeah, it was, but that's kind of the time frame we're talking about because Watchmen sure. was eighty five, eighty six. Swamp Thing was like eighty four to eighty six or eighty seven or whatever. Yeah. Um, no, I mean it's good, and there's a lot of like. Um, Constantine, mm -hmm. you know, Hellblazer, Constantine makes us, that's his first appearance, isn't it, in the Hellblazer stuff? Like, yeah, I believe so. Alan Moore created him, so, so you're getting really early, you know, Constantine, Hellblazer stuff, he pops in it quite a bit. There's a lot of magic stuff in it. I mean, it, it's a cool story. I mean, you know, it's just, it's nice to read. Uh, Is it? it I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, um, maybe history. it was just that. I guess there's nothing else, really. But, uh, I don't know. Everybody always talks about Alan Moore, you know, his run on Swamp Thing, and I'd never read it. Yeah. So it's worth reading. I it's always worth that reading too. for sure. I like, don't know. I've never read Miracle Man. See, oh, none of it. I, I read the first. I look at that and I go, mm, I'm just not sure. Man. When I first read Watchmen, I was like, oh, I got to find everything by Alan Moore. So I found some of those early Swamp Things, and they were kind of hard to find. And so. I read a few of them and I really liked them, like the initial like four or five, you know. Right. And then they started publishing them, reprinting them monthly as like black and white. Do you remember that? I had and I bought those for like mm -mm. they call it like essential swamp thing. I bought those for like oh, twenty, yeah. twenty four issues and I read those and they were pretty good. Yeah. And I finally tracked down the rest <clears throat> of them and I felt like the first twenty four issues were really good, but I felt after that it kind of just got it does. It got off track for me and it wasn't like I had built it up in my mind so much. And when I finally sat down and read it, I was like, oh, the first couple of years were a lot better than the last couple of years, and I think in so, my opinion. Right. And so I really felt like towards the end, it was kind of like, this is just kind of like he's going off into space and it's just doing all this weird right. shit. And I'm like, well, I don't know, man. Hmm. <laughs> For me personally, it wasn't my I definitely favorite, but it's totally everybody's different. I mean, it's not that it's bad. It's just I have so high expectations for anything by Alan Moore at that point. I was like, well, it's no Watchmen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but isn't that been Alan Moore's problem in some cases? Of yeah, two? I think 
everything is, after reading Watchmen, everything I've read after that, I've always compared it to Watchmen, and nothing is ever completely. Well, but up. I just think of even like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Same thing. It was a strong oh, yeah, it was super start. good the first couple. That's of trades, right. And then it just started. But going then it goes around. really weird and off the rails. Uh, and Don likes it when it goes off the rails. What the hell? There was something other else that Obviously, he did in that same time frame too. I thought. Well, I thought. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm. I from Hell have, for me was kind of a letdown too. I don't know. I enjoyed From Hell, I although it, it, it's it's no, long me. as hell. But I don't think I've ever actually read all of From Hell. From hell. Well, there you go. It's worth it. it. It yeah, I mean it's not bad. It's a good book. Yeah, I, the thing with From Hell is it's. I think why I like From Hell so much was be the fact that. Alan Moore really studied the Ripper, oh, yeah. you know, and things of this nature. So what he did was he essentially created a story in which he, all the the studying and um, research that he did, it was where he thought the Ripper, who he thought the Ripper was. Right. And But because he knows so much detail and history of all that and when what happened, he put it in this, like, realistic settings, you know, and things and timelines and everything else to set up you know, a who done it in which, you know, he spells it out to you who what he thinks. Right. So at the end of the day, reading something that has, you know, a real true history behind it that is written, you know, with his good dialogue, you know, and, and things like this and his pacing, I thought was was pretty good. I mean, there's some hiccups there. It, it maybe drags in certain spots because he does get a little too, what would you say, uh either down one. in the weeds yes know. exactly there's that one issue yes. where they're just going through and talking about all the different locations and yes because he gets very God, detailed dude. i mean it, 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 because of the fact that he's done so much you know research and everything else he knows all this stuff and he's really it's like him just spewing all the research he's done over the years into this big long ass story yeah so well with the swamp thing like what you were saying yes the the first the first half of it even is is the strongest like it's great you know it's it's breaking the mold it, it's you know he's deconstructing it and building it back and it's interesting and i think part of what happened towards the end is i think he did because they kind of allude to it in some of the like the back matter of the forwards and stuff i think he did get tied up because there's some issues there's like one in there that he didn't even write like, yeah. would be surprising. And, well, I mean, he also started think... getting more into like the DC universe, like other characters. Exactly. Because there's a lot of like, really that. Well, when he does that tour, I mean, he goes to Ran and yeah. he meets Adam Strange, and then he goes to uh, the Green Lantern plant. You know, he hooks up with one of the Green Lanterns, yeah. and I mean, it is a tour of the DC universe. And I think maybe he's done. You know what I mean? Like he's out because he's more invested. Yeah. in Watchmen or he's more invested in the other shit that he's working on and sure. he's just kind of trying he just wants to get finished with this Yeah. but that being said it's still it's a bad Alan Moore is still better than, better than anything else pretty much you know yeah, I hear you. mediocre I hear you. or great anything else yeah. and I think the way that he he ended it and did it I, I was happy with tied it up glad and, it worked out yeah planetary Planetary, <laughs> one of Scott's favorite comics ever. It one is of probably one of my favorite comics. It. it probably is my favorite comic ever. Cool. I, I had to pick up Don's like absolute know, here, so and it's so this thing. I mean, I don't know. It's huge for one thing, and 
It's heavy as hell. Just it's like a thick paper. It, paper. It, this is what I love about it. Holy paper, crap. Man. Just the, the paper, the size. I mean, for this blind old man, this is just like oh, fantastic. Yeah. So the colors are vibrant. You should get that because you really like plant terms. I should, <laughs> except for the fact that it's probably like $500 it's now. It's like 75 bucks. So, I know, that's out of print, dude. It's out is of this print. still out of print? You might. I think I they, they put, put it back, back into print. So Maybe they did. I don't. You might know. be able. Is to this like? A, but it, did both volumes come together in like a big mm -hmm. slipcase or anything? No, or you, you had to buy them separate. You had to buy them separate. Well, yeah. that's a good way for and DC to really just freaking fuck you twice, isn't it? Jeez. Yeah. Well, it's twelve it's like issues, issues, and it was only seventy-five dollars. So for twelve issues, and then you got to spend another oh, seventy-five dollars for the other twelve issues. Jeez, but like I said, you're paying for the the quality and the, the quality, paper the presentation. It is nice. They are it nice. That's pretty. why. Oh, they have a they have a planetary omnibus, but I assume that's not oversized. Nah, probably, probably not. not. Like an absolute. So they planetary. They have the absolutes too. Warren Ellis, John Cassidy. Cassidy wasn't really known for much before this, was he? No, it's kind of his brain. I mean, he did that uh, Des Desperados. Desperados, I think, was before that. Okay. Yeah. And then this was his next big project. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking or something there. Basically, it's a story of kind of the archaeologists of the this is coming universe. Out. Sorry, this is yeah. coming out at the same time as Authority, right? Like, these are coming out. Yeah, I think they're very, very close. Very close. Yeah, okay. and type of things. I mean, obviously, Ellis was writing some Stormwatch, probably, and finishing Because he even mentions that. authority in here. And right. there's some mention well, of authority. Jimmy Sparks. It, but there's even men and... mention of, like, Henry Bendix, I think, in some areas, yeah, too, who yeah. was, like, a Stormwatch. So there's there's some blur there. I think <clears> this <throat> came before the authority actually released. I don't know. They, they may be very, very close. Yeah, I'm not sure. Very, very close uh, in the nature. Um, you've got your basic, what, uh, fish out of water, though, type thing here going on at the beginning. Some guy gets recruited for a super team or whatever you want to call it. Actually, pay you a million dollars a year for the that's rest right, of your life, right. no matter how many years you work for. And you can get out of here been. and can get away from the coffee that has dog piss dog in it. Dog piss in it. There yeah. you go. He likes the dog piss. Mm, I'm not so sure. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> Give her what I'm having. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So you got like this four-person team. But, uh, well, it's three-person team, but oh, they're the all paid man. for by the fourth man. Right. Which we never so, see. That's true. So, yeah. yeah. Which you never see. So that's like the big mystery going on here fourth early man. on. I think the second trade's called the fourth man, isn't it? Or is that the third trade? I think it's the second trade. Because by the end of the second trade, I think you know who the fourth man is, if I remember right. Gotcha. So, I already know. I don't remember who it is, so don't spoil Weird it. What? I don't <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sucka. Yeah, no kidding. So. Don't spoil it. <laughs> yeah okay i mean i've read it yeah you've read it. it so this one though we'll is but this first six issues is really a lot of setup you know overall oh yeah you know it's kind of in it really introduces you to a lot of what happens throughout the rest of planetary you know because they will have all these like little almost one shots where it's just they feel like one shots yeah where it's just ellis you know doing like uh, a tribute or nostalgia factor of walking down some weird memory lane and that he wants to and just go, how can I throw this into this world? Okay, boom, you know, giant monsters. Okay, we'll do this planet, you know, and have some guy in Godzilla's, you know, freaking uh, chest, you know, eating part of it or whatever yeah. else. Uh, oh, wow, here, we'll talk about murder kernels and have somebody that looks like uh, 
whatever. Uh, I can't think of who. The, well, he, is he called Doc Brass in this one? Where am I? Thinking? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah so, Doc Brass. Yeah, yeah. But, is it, but he reminds me of something from like the, the 50s Doc Savage. There you go, Doc, Doc Savage. Savage. There you He's go. He's the Man of Bronze. There you go. Yes, yes. So yeah, that's all the all these are. That's all these are all. Out what was the the I mean, ghost cop Asian guy supposed to be a homage to? Yeah, I don't. Know. I didn't get that one. I don't know if it was really any. I mean, it was just an overall homage, I think, to the Asian type of uh, film and things of that yeah, nature okay. of the revenge type thing. Cool. Hell, you could put, fall it in with the crow like or John whatever Lee else. Or that's right. Cool. You know, I, um, perspective of things. I remember reading that issue and just being blown away with the way he did the ghost and oh, yeah, even the reading really cool. it now the art like and the ghost now, and things is just so I'm like cool. looking at it going how the hell did he do this yeah, like, I still don't know. Yeah, you know it's like even now I'm like look at that one though where the oh, yeah. freaking takes out the car and stuff I mean yeah. it's just so the thing with the it, art of Cassidy is just crazy good in this and you know I don't know what it is but like even that it's good like it's crazy but like a lot of the artwork, it's seems very simplistic. You know what I mean? Like sometimes with it's Cassidy, so clean. it's yes. clean, but yeah, there, I mean, I agree. I don't know. I, I'm not complaining at all. It's yeah, great, I mean, but I you're right. It, In but, some cases, there's but a, then like you get a, a detail page. That's right. Like you that. have this like light detail like, in some this? areas. And then all of a sudden, you get other areas in go, which there's just crazy detail. When they find like the Superman character or whatever he's supposed to be i'm assuming well i don't know what he's supposed to be that when they a guy steps on the thing and i'm not that's really just trying to like i don't know what it is uh further the story with the whole snowflake and the idea right. of multiple universes Correct. and yeah. i love when uh, those people who nature. came through that thing that doc brass was fighting weren't they like look like the justice league or something oh absolutely that was so funny yes i thought that was fantastic too and yeah, i wonder yeah. was that like more uh, did warren ellis say hey make these people look like justice league knockoffs or was that all cassidy being i'm gonna make these people look like justice league knockoffs yeah there you go I mean, it's exactly just all the Justice League. Hilarious. You got Superman, Wonder Woman, Martian Manhunter, yeah, Batman, Batman, Green Lantern, Lantern Swamp Flash. Thing, Flash. I mean, uh, actually, I think that was supposed to be Aquaman. Yeah, my Aquaman. fault. Yeah. yeah. No, you're good. Yeah. But uh, I just love, like, the the whole scene, though, of them fighting and things. Yeah, and that's pretty cool. <laughs> Flash getting disintegrated or something back there. And Oh, yeah. No, no, it's all. I like when they were on the island and that dude's like not so crazy. Oh, that Here, is. Eat I just this. Eat this. It's like, dude, I don't know about this. The one dude's in the back just throwing up. Yeah. Talking yes. about eating it. Well, no one, since I read this recently, because I actually reread this like a year ago or whatever. Yeah. Um, That's the only reason you remember who the fourth name is. Oh, no, totally. The second time I read it like a year ago, I don't remember. Yeah. But yeah, I read it recently. Really? But uh, the, the last now. issue is like they introduced the the, the four. The, well, yeah. it, so that's the big thing. Number six is like introducing the antagonists. You yeah, because they're like the, they're like the guys from the whole series, right? That, Pretty much. Pretty much. I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, that's who you want to defeat in this whole series. It's interesting that he waited until issue six to in, introduce those in, guys, and they're sixes. like the main. But that is essentially yeah. You find out that the Fantastic Four is evil mm-hmm. in this freaking series yeah and, and the introduction and how it's written well, and makes... everything else is just so freaking fantastic 
I mean, it, you don't, at first you don't even realize that he's talking about the freaking Fantastic yeah, Four. Yeah, it's I don't very think. subtle. The way yeah. it I knew it right away. Did you know it right away? Oh, um, I didn't six. at first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Number six, yeah. Yeah, no, I got it too. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's a little more subtle, I thought. I but, thought it was. I mean, I didn't quite catch it until probably the I end. I love how he threw the Hulk in there with that one. Did you catch that one where he threw the Hulk in there? I don't know. I mean, I've got the... Maybe that was the... The, the off thing. Yeah, I was going to say, there's the preview. Oh, yeah, it's that preview. Yeah, and the pre so Is funny. the preview in there? The preview, So yeah. I did read that uh, as well. Is the preview in yours? Yes, the preview's so. in his. Yeah, that was like a little... That was a whole series. And that, that, that one's... It's only like six pages or eight pages or something. Yeah. And it's very short, but yeah, it's the Hulk, essentially. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, uh, type thing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that one's pretty funny. Is nuclear spring? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's funny. I like that little Hulk knockoff. Yeah. It, I guess it, Don probably didn't read it because he didn't read that far. No, I no, didn't he read didn't. it because I didn't know. Gotcha. No, no. Yeah, I yeah. just happened to read it because of the fact I, didn't I was know pulling what it was my, in your thing. my single yeah, issues. Fair and I didn't even know if it was in there either. Yeah. Cool. But, you know, you're exactly right. Issue six is where, you know, starts really showing that he has a, a, a idea of an overall story, I guess, yeah. in mind, you know, type stuff yeah. and introducing them. But yeah, Fantastic Four and and the fact that uh, you know where's it gonna go then from here? You know yeah. they're just evil as all get out and yeah. and for whatever reason, our lead character Elijah Snow, who I, I like the way that Ellis does this. Okay, so we were talking about what was a drifter earlier, where it was like hard to um, feel for somebody, you know, sure. or kind of interface with the character. The way that he sets this up, because Elijah does not have his memory, you know, type yeah. stuff, you're as lost as he is. Yeah. And so you are kind of working your way with this character yeah. to try to learn what's going on as well. At the same time, you're kind of then, you know, it, it's kind of picking up that character, sure. you know, and allowing you to, you know, kind of relate a little bit closer to this character, you know, yeah. and things. And so when certain things do happen with that character later on, I think it's a little bit easier to accept. But it's an interesting way to pull you into that world, I yeah. thought. I love that page. Yeah, that's cool. That Which one? Oh, that picture. giant freaking picture, you know, type things. I just actually like this, though, too, where they're talking about all the freaking characters and things. Yeah. Uh, like I said, the way that that particular issue is laid out is just fantastic because it's like this scientific okay here's the info that we got you know investigative type thing and it just feels like you know it, it's setting up something that's a bit more uh what would you say it just not as comic booky i mean movie wise you know this is kind of that introduction of that widescreen you know yeah. type of comic book world it's and you know cinematic. very much yeah it, that issue to me feels that way Yeah, I can rant and rave a lot about and it. And like I said, I don't remember, but, and I may just be seeing in it, but that board right there looks almost like swastika with the pages coming pages, off. Pages, yeah. With the thing. Like, doesn't that look like a swastika? It could. It gets close. Maybe just a Nazi. Matt could be just you a swastika. Uh, I see him everywhere. Know, I know, but uh, I, can, I can understand that. That snowflake look like a swastika to you? No. <laughs> Yeah, but that tattoo on your forehead does. Whatever Punisher hat guy. Huh? I said whatever Punisher hat guy. Jay. 
Hey, this Anything is... else though? I mean, do you? Yeah. I mean, it's good. It's solid. Yeah, no, it's good. I love it. Um, it's great. I really liked this book when it first came out. I mean, the biggest problem that they had was the fact that they got just they started, it never came out. It never. That's came right. Out. It never they started ended. flowing this that mythology out there, and then they just delayed things so often. Did Cassidy jump off into Astonishing X Men? Um, probably. I have no idea. Probably That's at some true. point in time in there. I mean, that dang thing, it started in, what, 99, didn't it? Something like that. Something yeah, like this. Like, and I don't think that the last issue came out until, like, probably freaking, god damn, it had to be in 2007, the, eight, I was thinking nine. so. Yeah, the later two, you know, yeah. Well, they also, they talk about he's one of the century Babies, right? Yeah. And, and Jenny Sparks. And Jenny Sparks and uh, Doc Brass or whatever type things. They were all had the same birth date as well as probably others. Yeah. All right. Well, what is his history? Yeah, it came out in 99 and then issue 27. Did it go 27? I can't remember. 27. If it was 25. Yep, I knew it was... Yeah, I knew it was somewhere there. And then there was like a special, like a Batman special. Yes, they had a, they had an authority planetary special. They had a Batman special. Yeah, so twenty seven came out in December of '09, so it was like ten years to put out twenty seven yeah. issues. Issues, yeah. That ain't great, people. But here's the thing: it gets really bad because of the fact that the like the last four issues took like, I mean, it was essentially like four years. For those like last four issues or something like this, it it was wild on how big of a span there was between those last ones. Yeah, yeah, and the Astonishing X Men it looks like came out in two thousand four, so he stopped in the middle of that and did Astonishing X Men and then came back. Yeah, but I think there was still something going on even with Ellis though too. Yeah, Ellis, were, I'm not saying it's all his fault. I think they were saying. both you know just mm -hmm. having troubles with their schedules to yeah. to get both things tied in. But luckily now it doesn't matter. Because if I remember right, right too, I think Ellis's had like uh, I think his dad passed away or something during. Because uh, Watchmen was super late too. too. Yeah, I heard Watchmen. I don't. I didn't read Watchmen until it was out in trade, so I didn't care. Camelot three thousand super late. Yeah. Do -do -do. Cool. All right. Cool. That's all we got. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks. Bye.